Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, a.k.a. MFKS Radio on the Airways dial at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey, who is about to be reunited and it feels so good. And Megan, who is surprisingly not sick at the end of the school year, but I am. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. And I would love to say that I did that from memory, but I did not. Because I suck. I even followed along with you. (laughs) Someday. Whenever our last episode is, that will be the day that we both get it. Yeah. Yeah. Which will be the day that we have Taylor Hall as a guest on this podcast. Avery, get at it. (laughs) We don't want to subject people to this for too long. No, it's already enough for myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this is episode 13. It is. Um... And it, today is Friday, June the June 30th. June 30th. And it is the last day of school. Oh, where are my, like, cowbells right now? Yes! Yay. So exciting. It's such a good day. We also got paid today. Two paychecks two today. Two paychecks today. I forgot that it was two paychecks, and I yeah. opened up my bank app, and I was like, what? Somebody <laughs> made a mistake. And then I was like, oh, no, never mind. Two paychecks. <laughs> and then the third one comes, like, a week from today. Yeah, it does. And then I have to remember not to spend all my money. I know. Even I was, like, pleasantly surprised because I forget as a temp that I get those two. Right. And I was just like, wait a minute. This is way too much money. Just roll with it and hope they don't ask no. for it back. What I did was I paid rent for July and August. Oh, perfect. So it's, like, away in the joint account. It's gone now. Good. The rest in savings. I, I put, get off my credit card. I put mine in savings. Yeah. For my, well, my July paycheck, anyways, in savings. And my August paycheck will go in savings until I need it. Yeah. I'm going to see, last year I managed, because I didn't do a lot during the summer last year, I managed to live off my summer school paycheck for most of the summer. That's pretty good. And a little bit of September. That's really good. So... Because we don't get paid again until September 30th. Yeah, that's a really shitty thing is, like, we get a whole bunch of paychecks now. Well, if you're, you know, a continuous person, you get a whole bunch now, and they're a lot more than a temp person's ones. But um, then you have to last all the way to the end of September. Yeah, and, like, September is expensive. Because there's just so many things that happen and whatever, you got to pay for stuff. Yeah, with setup and... Yeah. Like, last year I spent probably 400 bucks on stuff for my classroom. Yeah, absolutely. Which I'll probably spend another 400 Mm-hmm. Um, I cleaned my classroom today. You finally got it done. Well, okay. I cleaned it mostly <laughs> yesterday, but I've been, like, leaving piles of stuff around to put away on a daily basis so that it always looks like I have something left to do in case anyone comes around looking for Help. someone who's not busy. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm not quite done. So i got to organize some stuff. got to yeah. organize this drawer. So I've been leaving, like, filing cabinet drawers open. And, like, I had, like, a pile of post-it notes on my desk yesterday morning. Um, but then today, there was, like, classroom shuffling going on. And a whole bunch of other stuff happening. And I was like, oh, this is chaos. But then I decided to move my computer desk. And I didn't know that becoming a teacher also meant being an electrician. Yeah. Because, and oh my God, there's expert. so many wires. Oh my God. It's a death trap. Classrooms are death traps. They are. Wires. They really are. So I moved my desk and it's like up against the wall now. And and then my, my computer desk faces out the door instead of facing the oh, front of the room. Oh, okay. Which I... I don't mind, whatever. So like, like an L shape, yeah, yeah. Situation? Okay. Um, and then, but then I like forgot to move one of the cords and to move stuff again, and I was really uh. angry. And then I was thinking about my computer at home and how it's like an all-in-one, and so there's just like a monitor and a keyboard and a mouse and a power cord, and that is it. There is nothing else. Yeah. And then I was like, why is this so complicated? <laughs> I know. Uh, it makes me wish that I had speakers on my smart board like I had last year. 
Oh, yeah. And that's one less thing. Because then those are wired in. I don't have to worry about them. Um, But, yeah, it was just a lot. Um, But, yeah, so we're going to talk about the end of school more so than we are just right now. Because it's clearly (laughs) a very big part of our lives, as you know. It is. And we have lots of feelings about the end of school. There's a lot of feelings, yeah. Um, I almost cried, like, 19 times today. I did during the goodbyes and the farewells, because we usually do... Uh, a luncheon for all the staff to go to is like a last get together before the end of the year and that's like kind of the last thing that everybody does and then they just go home you don't really stay for the whole day although you did oh we did yeah um Mm -hmm. but so many people at the school that i was at retired or are leaving and some of them were like really significant staff members and a lot of people were very very emotional and i've only been there for four months and even I was at times like, oh my god. Well, I was crying when other people Greg. were crying. Like, I don't even know Greg. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay, okay. But it's just, you get caught up in it, because it's yeah. such a it's such a singular environment and a singular atmosphere. Well, you spend so much time yeah. there that that's part of, you know, like, that's part of what, what you do with yeah. your life. And so, oh, I know. I know. And that I was, school identity is so much of your identity, too. And yeah. those people are your, your work family and your work home yeah oh i know like i saw two of the guys that i taught with more than anyone else in my life this year yeah because we'd all be there till like six o'clock at night or whatever or later yeah exactly um and usually i would joke i'd be like well if i'm leaving before you you're doing something wrong because i would usually be the last one out yeah um but yeah like that whole goodbye thing i hate it because i don't like change and so i was like very emotional it's very overwhelming. It is. It's a lot. Which is why I've decided when I retire, whenever that's going to be, I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm just going to, like, tell the principal on the the 30th of June when I leave. Yeah. And turn in my keys and my parking pass. I'm like, I'm out. I'm not coming back. I know. So in order to do that, though, I'm going to have to, like, do, like, Andy Dufresne and Shawshank and, like, take a little bit of my classroom out every day for, like, two months. Like, just, or... like, just, like, a bag full every day. Yeah. Like, how he used to put the wall in his pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have to do that. Or you could do it, like, second Sam. Like, at the end of first Sam, into second Sam. Because it's so busy then. Yeah. With exams and, yeah. and turnover. Yeah, and just walk away and never come that back. That there's much less to do. Yeah. And to do, I mean, like... Yeah. To-da, to-do. Because I've been, like... That's true. That That's very true. Um, but, yeah, I've always just thought that I would like to just kind of throw a smoke bomb and leave. And just, I know. And just have been a ghost. And this is the third time... At the end of the year, there's been, like, a goodbye for me. Because I'm always in temp. And it's always like, well, thanks for your time. Get out of here. Thanks for coming out. Oh, I hate it. Did you have to talk? No. Good. But I hate that some, like, what they said was very nice, and it always is. But that whole, like, bringing attention onto you. And I'm going to say these things about you. And everyone's looking at you. I know. Everyone claps, and then you have to go and, like, hug the person and collect your thing. Oh, I don't like hugging the people. Because I don't like hugs from people that I don't particularly like. So it's I appreciated just, last year when our department head did not hug me. Yeah. We shook hands and that was more than okay. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I always find that very strange and very awkward. Well, I think, like, some people didn't hug. Yeah. But, like, I was comfortable hugging and she was comfortable hugging. So yeah, it was I fine. would not have. But our friend Devin, who's there for the last month, he was like, oh, God, I hope they don't have a goodbye for me. I hope they don't have a goodbye for me. I'll die. I'll die. I'll die. <laughs> and did they? No. Oh. <laughs> Well, because he wasn't really part of the family. He was just, like, the redheaded stepchild. Yeah. And yeah. he also smoke-bombed out of there and didn't say goodbye to me. And I was like, well, our friendship is over. See you, Devin. Wow. I only said goodbye to, um, maybe a half a dozen people. Yeah. Like, the guys that I teach with, sure. And then, uh, like, up in my hallway. And then 
uh, one of my buddies is leaving to go on to bigger and better things, and I'm very sad. I mm-hmm. don't really want to deal with it, and I don't want to talk about it because I'll probably cry. Um, and I gave him a hug, and then I was like, you need to leave, I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then I went down, and I talked to my principal for a minute, and I said, and you can, you understand, you'll understand where this is coming from. I said to her, um, thank you so much for, like, taking an interest in my hobby, and, yeah. like, asking me questions, because where we taught before, that was not necessarily the case. No. Um, and really, so, by anyone. By anybody, yeah, just in general, but it was really impressive that she, um took an interest and it's only it was like a kind of a fluke thing that she found out that I go and do like nighttime photography stuff um and then when we had that crazy aurora storm in May she asked me the following Monday if I'd managed to get out and get any any photos and I showed her a couple so I made her print and framed it and whatever that's really nice um and like she almost cried and I was like what and then I remember that also she also just her, her daughter just had a baby like last night so like there's a lot of emotions there's a going lot on. happening there okay um, but like so yeah it's you know it's like about her and one of the APs and and stuff and everyone seems super jealous that I'm going away for a month so that's kind of fun yeah and then I say goodbye to a couple other people then I was like boom I'm gone yeah and then while we were sitting here like Testing, doing a little sound check. Somebody texted me. He's like, "Did you? When did you leave?" <laughs> I was like, "Immediately." <laughs> like, as soon as I'm uncomfortable with emotion, I needed to go. But that's the funny thing. Like, everybody wants that goodbye time with you, mm-hmm. right? Because you do have such strange, forced relationships with all these people. Yeah. And then they want to be able to be like, "Have a great summer." Yeah. Hope you get a lot of rest. Can't wait to see you in August. Yeah. Well, we were we were talking the other day. Uh, one of the guys and I were talking about. Um, hockey and how and that whole narrative about like cancer in the room or what like good in the room and stuff um and how like you take one person out and all of a sudden it's magically better and I was like yeah but I don't like everybody that I work with and he's like oh present company excluded right and I was like yeah whatever Uh, (laughs) I wasn't thinking about it in that way but I was just sort of like in a broad sense like yeah I've not always liked everybody that I've worked with no and so I always find that really weird like at the end of the year when people like have a great summer and I'm like what You've literally never spoken to me. Yeah. Like, you let the door slam in my face when I had, like, my, my arms full of stuff. It's Why? just like, part it's of the culture. It's just a weird thing. It's so strange. And I think that's that's everybody's, like, just like you say it to all the kids, even though you don't really wish it for some of the kids. Oh, some of them are just like, I hope you get hit by a bus this summer. <laughs> God. <laughs> Walk on the train tracks, please. I I, I'm... I'm kidding. And probably. compared to other years, I've been, like, the least emotional about this one because it's just, like, for my situation, have no idea what's happening next year. Yeah. Was only there for five months or four months or whatever it was. Yeah. Only had relationships with a few people, and I'm kind of just zen, but perhaps just cynical and jaded about it. So I wasn't as emotional as I've been in last in past years. But I am quite, even now, like, I'm a little bit bummed. I'm not going to get to see those kids anymore. Yeah. Because they were, they were fantastic. Um, so, I, uh, we had this PD thing in October, and this is a story that I think is funny to me. So, one of the things we have on our, like, schedule here is, like, memories or whatever. So, we had this PD in October, and this lady came in, I don't remember who she was. And I'm not going to lie, I didn't pay a lot of attention to most of what she said. But one of the analogies she was talking about was that, like... The people that you have in your work environment um, can be either marigolds or walnut trees, which seem like very strange, a very strange comparison. But she was talking about how marigolds like thrive anywhere, right? And they kind of, okay. and they end, but they also like bring 
you know. Color and joy. Color and joy and sunshine. That is not me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> first of all, let's get that straight real quick. Um, and that let's walnut, get ahead of the comments. Yes, here, yes, <laughs> yes. I'm not a marigold. I will never pretend to be one. But I am a walnut tree because I suck the soul out of everything around me. Um, that's sort of the... So myself and the two guys that taught across the hall from me... Um, I was new this year, one of the other guys was new, and then the other guy was teaching English instead of social, but, like, the three of us, we were kind of, like, the three musketeers in a lot of ways, and, like, after school, most days, all three of us would be in, like, one of the classrooms, just, like, you know, jamming about stuff, talking about the day, whatever, Um, and on my way to work this morning, because we decided that I was, of course, the walnut tree, um, and that one of the guys was the marigold, but we couldn't figure out the other one, and he's leaving, so it maybe doesn't work anymore. But he's kind of like a fungus, and not in a bad way, but in like the persistent can't get rid of them kind of way, and yeah. like can thrive literally anywhere because that's what he did. Um, but so today on my desk when I got in was like a wooden trophy with a walnut on top of it, <gasps> oh, um, and I cried because so sweet. I was like, well, that's really nice. It is. Um, and lots of people would probably be super offended by it. And I am not in the slightest. I thought that was great. That's so... And it's so... That's so great. Yeah. I can't even get over how No. It also kind of looks like a testicle on top of, like, a pedestal, though, just of because it's it a does. walnut. Of course it um, So I was walking around with this thing, and one of the guys was like, what is that? And I was like, just a nut. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, um... And I'm still... I'm pretty sure they also think that, uh... I only have, like, two friends, so, because I say that all the time. Um, but, like... Just a nut. Yeah, just a nut, you know. I was like, it was a gift. And they were like, from who? And I was like, meh. Secret admirer. Like, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> it was great. Um, oh, that's adorable. Yeah, no, it was good. It was it was really, really good. Um, yeah, so. That was a good thing that, that happened, and I'll kind of hold on to that. Oh, for sure. Um, I didn't make it in the year-end slideshow, though. I feel like I might have been the only staff member who wasn't in a picture in the slideshow. To be fair, they probably didn't have a ton of opportunities to take my picture because I, like, choose not to be in photos, but I was around. That's true. I know that people have taken my picture. Yeah. And there were some people in it, like, a dozen times. Yeah. And you know how I know that? Because the guys behind me were counting. Every time they showed up, they would say their their number every time they showed up. Oh, of course. A hierarchy thing. Yeah. It's a status but, thing. But I sit at the head of the table at lunchtime, so. Uh, oh, yeah. power move. Yeah, I just strolled in, sat down, haven't given it up. There you go. Didn't relinquish it. And sometimes when people are sitting in my spot, they move. <laughs> and I don't even have to say, it, you're in my spot. <laughs> That's amazing. And because our chairs are on our lunchroom table have wheels, wheels yeah. uh, we kind of like, I, I will shuffle over as like the lunch goes on. If someone is in my spot and doesn't move, I'll, I just kind of like slowly move <laughs> towards the table and push them out. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, yeah. But so, as you know, me like eating lunch with people is a thing. It's a big deal, yeah. Because I didn't do that very much. No. But that's good. That yeah. was a good school year for you. Yeah, it was. It was really good. I think, overall. For the most part, yeah. I mean, whatever. Because new school. It's hard. Ugh. It's Ugh. hard to start fresh. I mean, new in five, six different schools in ten years. So, like, it's it's hard, but it's not as hard as it could be, I guess. Because I've done it so many times. That's the plight of being, like, low in the seniority pool. Yeah. Because you're just the first people shuffled around and and moved around, and that super, super sucks. But... Yeah, it was, um, but yeah, so that's over, which is good. I mean, you know, move on to the next year, I suppose, whatever that's going to be. Yeah. Um, 
But it's nice to, as, as someone said it to me, I'm done with this headache. I'm ready for a new headache. <laughs> oh, that is a perfect, perfect description of what it's like. Yeah. Because it is. Absolutely. It's a 10-month-long headache. It is. And I've likened it before to, like, a sprint marathon. Yeah. Because it's a really long haul, but every day flies by so goddamn fast. Oh, I know. And then all of a sudden it's, like, Thursday, and you're like, how is it not still Tuesday? I have so much work to do. I know. Um, and or, I, can't believe, I can't even believe that today is June 30th. I know. That I is know. Blow, like, like blowing like my it, mind. It feels like not that long ago. It was, like, September. Uh-huh. And I was complaining about having to get up at 530 in the morning for swim practice, which I'm going to do again. Of course. You're <laughs> and complain about it again. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but, yeah, like, it just feels like it's just flown by. It really has. Crazy. But that's the good thing about it is you're so busy, you're so overwhelmed that yeah. things really don't drag. Yeah. And so like we, Except PD. Except PD <laughs> when you don't pay attention. I remember sitting in that PD and learning about walnut trees and marigolds and apparently equating that to fungi. Um and like writing notes to the girl beside me. Oh, <laughs> in a that's notebook. Nice. That's what we were doing. That's why we were so bored. And we didn't want to text because we thought it was rude, so we made it look like we were taking notes in a notebook. <laughs> <laughs> just, just taking lessons from students. Yeah, just nice. passing them back and forth. Bringing it back. Um, yeah. And so we've, we've talked about this, Kelsey and I have, because she knows that my classroom is always a disaster. Yeah. It is just, I just don't care. Um, and so I've been trying to, like, figure out a system for, like, kids to hand stuff in and all that that will work. Yeah. I think I have one, maybe. And? I got a bookshelf. I'm not going to put books on. Okay. And I'm going to use one shelf for, like, my morning classes and one shelf for my afternoon classes. And there's going to be, like, the binder of handouts and there's going to be, like, the tray for them to hand their stuff in. Okay. That's, and there's going to be a stapler over there so you can Beautiful. staple stuff together and that's where it goes. Okay. And then I have another shelf I'm going to have at the front of the room and that's where all, like, all my writing rubrics are going to be. Oh, so yeah. That, and the stuff that you need all the time. That kind of stuff, yeah. yeah. Handouts and shit. Yeah. That's good. That's the plan. What I had in my room this year was, like, a, a rolly cart that was, like, as tall as the bottom of that chair. Okay. It had two levels on it. Oh, yeah. So I could put my photocopying for the morning on top, afternoon on the bottom. Did you? You had a classroom, right? I did, yeah. yeah. But it was just left in there. And I was nice. like, okay. Perfect. Yeah. And I could just move it around to wherever I needed it to. That's awesome. It was nice. Because, yeah, so then I move my desk around, and then I have this drawer of, like, pens and pencils and rulers and stuff that kids can use. So then I had to, like be mindful of where I put that drawer in relation to the other stuff the other stuff yeah. and so it's still accessible but kids don't have to come behind my desk or anything to get to it so works out real well yeah yeah because I got a zone and they're not allowed to cross the line I, know. I, I don't, don't like, like kids it. in my zone either uh, but I have it now because I have an L shape it is actually probably more conducive to like working with kids because you can lean across the desk I can to lean them. across the yeah. desk to them and then it, yeah it's good it's so funny how the L shape is like a no zone territory for yeah. kids. It makes them so uncomfortable. It does. It really, really it. does. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah. And so the guy across the hall from me, he's uh, abandoning me for downstairs. Oh, that's Because he's got a new job, like a new position or whatever, and his, you know, but his room has moved, and so he's abandoning me, and I'm very sad about that, too. Um, I texted him. Because it's hard to get downstairs in your school. Yeah. You gotta walk around. Yeah, I texted it. I texted him at like 11 o'clock this morning and I was like, I miss you already. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, you need to stop. And I'm like, but I do. I don't like this. 
Anyway. You just gotta use your phone more often. Yeah. Or uh, Google Chat. Oh, yeah, Google Chat. Yeah, we got that, too. Got that going on. I want to default mute tab for Google Chat. Mm -hmm. Why does it never default muted? You can do it in in settings. Can you? Yeah, you can mute the Hangouts in settings. It doesn't matter now because I don't have a job, Megan. you'll know. (laughs) You can do that. Jeez, you can do that. Now you know. You could probably log into, like, Staff Zone right now and do it. But won't that only save... On my computer? No, it should no, it should save on it should save on your know. profile. Because it's on your account, right? Because it's within I don't think it's just per computer. I think it's per computer. I don't think it is. I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> well anyway, find out in September. Anyway, yeah, you can totally do that. Um How was your year or your semester? My year was very tough. Yeah. It was very tough. Coming in for someone who retired halfway through the year, started the semester at least. But it was four classes of the same course. That's that's easy to prep for. No, but not. (laughs) It's easy. Well, it's easy to plan for because you're like, I'm going to do this, and we'll just do it four times. But it never works out. You can't. But I couldn't do that because there weren't enough resources to do that ever. So every my first block was doing something, say Macbeth, and then my blocks two and three could do Gatsby, but then block four had to do something totally different. There's not enough books for all, whatever, how many kids right. to do that at the same time. Right. And that was exhausting, especially because I had to teach Macbeth four oh, times. I love Macbeth, but no, I, I do don't too, think I love but it that not much. four times in one semester. No. By the time I got to it the fourth time, I was like, ah, it's so hard to hype this now. Yeah. Because I've said these same things. What you say is, okay, kids, here's how you know. How, here's how you know what's going to happen. Um, the title character in any Shakespeare play, if it's named after them, they die. Yeah. And they take literally everybody with them. <laughs> it's usually their fault. Yeah. And everyone hates them. But it was super funny because I was talking to my kids at the end of the year and I just like to kind of generally survey them, like, out of the four big texts that we've done, where do you rank them as to, like, most enjoyable, less enjoyable, whatever. Right. All of them put Gatsby at the top. Ugh. Really? But I was really surprised. Because I find that I think it's really good text, and I think there's really interesting things in there. But they actually found all the characters and the story enjoyable, which is bizarre. They like. They like. They love Gatsby as a person. Why? Love him. Oh my god. I know. And I would try to like. I was very biased. I'd say like, are you guys sure that this is okay? Like, Gatsby's, like, pretty much stalking Daisy. Like, he's constructed this thing that isn't real just because he thinks she likes him. That's what she wants. Like, there's no Ugh. truth here. And they were still like, no, he's worked really hard. <laughs> we should um, we should get my, my, my good friend Dan from work on the podcast because we've had some very good discussions about Gatsby. About that, I, yeah. yeah. Oh, they're all just terrible. The only redeeming, the only character who's like even worth redeeming in the entire story is Jordan Baker, and that's mostly because she stays so aloof that she's above it all. I know it's bizarre. And she's only part of it because she's a famous tennis player, golfer, golfer, golfer. whatever the fuck she does. I don't even yeah. care. Like, she. It's the, bizarre. The only reason that she's even remotely likable, which makes her so unlikable, is because she's just like cold, like stone cold bitch. Yeah. But she's... she doesn't get sucked into the maelstrom of Gatsby's she's life. She's so stoic that. Do you like that word? It doesn't belong. Maelstrom? Yeah. It's a good word. It's a good one. Yeah. We're going to have people Googling Maelstrom now? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, she, yeah, she's stoic. She, she could be like a statue. 
Well, that's how she's described. But it was, like, bizarre. And then everyone put Crucible at the bottom. Oh, my God. They... Okay, but this is my fault. Oh, it's so good. I because we only so had much. six days to do it. I'm going to... Te- I get to teach it next year. I'm so excited. But we only had six days. Oh, and it's impossible. We didn't no, read it all the way through. It was just... That was on me. That was really on me. I'm so excited and to teach it. That's, like... That's my failure for the year. Is that I... I couldn't do right by Crucible. Yeah. And I'm really bummed about that. I feel like next year I'd like to do it first. It works really well if you do it with... Macbeth. Macbeth. Or yeah. do it with Gatsby. Yeah. Either or. Actually, it's a really interesting one with Gatsby. If you do Yeah, them, that's what I did with my blog. Because I... And so at my school, they teach a great Gatsby in English 30 instead of English 20. So I have to pick a different novel and I'm yeah. real upset about that. Well, they what Lord of the Flies? I guess is no. I hate too. that book. I hate yeah, everything I about it and everything that it stands for, and it needs to be burned. <laughs> um, speaking, of, oh, I could teach Fahrenheit four five one. That'd be fun. In twenty? Why not? That's one. Sure. I don't know. Um, I won't teach it because I really hate, I've taught it before and I hate teaching it. It sucks. I like just reading it and yeah. just sort of thinking of the 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 implications of that kind of society. Um, but, yeah, so they do in 30-1, so I gotta find another novel study, so I can't do what I wanted to do. That's, which is fine. But I have, like, a pretty good, like, thematic course built around those mm-hmm. three texts. But that was so funny about between dash ones is they were like, the texts we all did this year were real bummers. <laughs> Gatsby with Beth and Crucible. And then we did Midnight in Paris to lighten it up, but which was fine. It's light, but also, like, Hemingway's, like, I mean... Hemingway's the greatest. <laughs> he's great, but he's also awful. Everybody, I was so happy, like, I was like, I have no idea how this movie's gonna go over with these kids, because, yeah. like, there's a lot of illusions in there that even me sometimes, right over. Yeah. And they loved it. They thought every time Hemingway was on screen, they laughed at the right times. That's funny. It was, and my <laughs> one kid... Um, who's on the spectrum? He could not handle Owen Wilson. Like, I could understand. not handle his awkward. He had to. He his coping mechanism is when he gets overwhelmed, he he goes for a walk. He's very controlled. Like he knows yeah. when it's time to go. He spent most of those classes <laughs> walking around in the halls. So he's like, I just don't like him. I just I can't handle his energy. <laughs> he would just go for a walk. I found that so funny. That's really funny. Like, like write that. a letter to Owen Wilson. Um, you might want to reevaluate your performance <laughs> here, or maybe it's just really effective. Yeah, maybe that's the other. You side might want to be better at what you do because this sucks. And some of my kids were like, "It's really strange to watch him because I only know him as Lightning McQueen from Cars." Right. <laughs> oh God, see, that's not the frame of reference. Like, I'm thinking of like fucking Wedding Crashers, like. And they don't have that No, It's but Because when I think about Owen Wilson, I think about him um, in Wedding Crashers. And he was in Armageddon, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. was I have he? no idea. I feel like... Yeah, he totally was. Um, I could look it up, but I'm not going to. It's fucking June 30th. We don't care anymore. I dropped the first F-bomb today, and I'm real disappointed. That was like 27 <laughs> minutes that it took for that to happen. I tried to. I was going to before, but then I said goddamn instead. Um... <laughs> Anyway, no, I, oh, Owen Wilson, I always think, yeah, Wedding Crashers is, like, sort of the thing that I think of him in. And I thought the kids would like it, because I'm like, it's a time travel movie, whatever. But they actually like, so the Gatsby film much better. Oh, that movie's beautiful. Yeah, it's really well done. So there was, there were a lot of highs and a whole bunch of lows, and especially coming into new school, you have to learn so much culture shit. Well, and coming in halfway is even harder, because 
you just don't like there's just like the, yeah. all that startup stuff is done and you're just like the new fish and you're just sort of and like, I was I taking understand. over a course that was a full year course so it was halfway done and I had the three major texts to do left which is a, a dick move yeah it's a dick move a real dick move on her part and um yeah so it was a lot but it was probably one of my greatest terms because it was extremely professionally challenging like there's a Good. lot of growth that happened that's awesome and I'm I'm leaving like satisfied but I there's so many kids in there that like I really want to go back to reconnect with them because they're just like fantastically good humans that's awesome overwhelmingly good humans that's good so I'm like you know it's bittersweet as it always is yeah but but like you said a new headache yeah starts in two months and it seems like they're they're trying hard to make something happen for me good I hope they do I was told by two APs that, like, we're... Good. We're trying to make it work. Well, we did it at our school with three people who had student taught and then had been brought in on time contracts this year. So, like, yeah. It can be done. It can be done. I'm hoping that it will be done. That's awesome. Yeah. Because I know you liked it there. I did. And it's... Oh, God, it fucking sucks to not have continuity with anything. I believe that. Like, if I'm offered somewhere else... Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. You've got to read. It's exhausting. you got to decide, like, is it worth the risk or... Yeah. yeah. I know. And to go through that whole culture again, figuring out what the new school is and your expectations and where you fit in it. Well, I have a friend who just got a permanent contract with the school board, like, yeah. just now after years and years and years of doing, like, long-term temp contracts and subbing and, you know, whatever. Um, and that's what she said the other day was, like, it's nice to know... Where you're going to be. At the end of June, A, where you're going to be, and B, what you're teaching. Yeah. Like, it's so nice to have that. And I know, like, for, for a lot of people who are coming back, they've got their first week, like, organized. Yeah. And printed. I have mine organized. Like, that that blows my mind, because I've never had that experience. I'm always two days before the school year starts. Yeah. Trying to figure out my bearings. Yeah. It's bizarre, so. Yeah, and that's hard work, like, some, to do that. And someday, that someday soon. Um, but yeah, it, it is a very bittersweet time. Yeah. Like, we like it. I like that the years are over. Like, I like that, you know, I like that there's that new challenge every year and that there's new yeah. kids and different courses and, you know, different colleagues. Like, I like that part of it. But every once in a while, I'm just like, you know, you gotta really go for working in a mail room. Yeah. Well, just because it's so, it takes up your whole life. Yeah, it does. It really, really does. And sometimes I do think like oh my god it would be so much easier to work in retail you know yeah or whatever or some other yeah this is what that was first thing some other some other something just to go in do your eight hours and and leave and leave and maybe have to put in some overtime but like get get paid for it yeah what (laughs) i know can you imagine oh man like this 20 hours that i marked that one weekend yeah like this week and last week i did a whole bunch of nothing so like just because well, it's the end of the year. I know, my marks were in. Things and are so, like, I watched um, X-Files yesterday. Oh, which one? Uh, Triangle from season six. When Is that when Mulder's gone? He's on the ghost. No, he's on the ghost ship in the Bermuda oh, Triangle. I love that episode. That's a good one. Oh, God. And then I also watched Arcadia, which is the one also in season six where they're Robin Laura Petrie. Yeah, yeah. And they, like, play the married couple in that gated community. 
I watched that one. That one is fantastic. I'm gonna go. And I also watched How the Ghost Stole Christmas, which is also season six. Season six has like one too. Season six is so good. Those are my three favorite standalone episodes, and it also has the Dreamland one, part one and two, where Mulder switches um, bodies with Morris Fletcher. God, that's which is just incredible. Um, Yeah. And that isn't that the season that he left. Uh, no, he left at the end of seven. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was eight and nine. God, season six. Fire and Season six was real good. And then it just I got... I love that ghost of... Oh, that Christmas one is real good. So good. So that's what I did. And I watched um, a bunch of Chris Pine movies. Of course. Because uh, why not? Um, as Matt Burns pointed out, our last episode, we spent a lot of time talking about the Chris's. The last three episodes. Yeah, but like on the last episode, when, when, when Gene Schwartz was here, we, we talked a lot about... Uh, the the Chris's and I was like yeah we talk a lot about the Chris's all the time and I said uh, welcome to my life yeah because yeah. that is what happens when you're with a Chris yeah. everything's about Chris it's true especially like your Chris yes because he's like he's a high flyer he's an exceptional Chris yeah yeah would you say he's not average <laughs> sorry I just said he's exceptional. <laughs> That's what he is. Um, so, yeah. So, I watched some Chris Pine movies. Um, I watched... What else did I do? Read some books. Nice. Oh, god damn it. I left a book on my desk that I needed. Shit. Oh, that sucks. Are you back for summer school, right? No, I'm teaching elsewhere. Oh, right. I'll maybe get someone who's teaching summer school to sit on and talk to me, maybe. Or I'll just go buy another copy, but I don't really care. <laughs> it's it's dead to me now. <laughs> well, I'll just deal with it and fall out of it, but I should probably read it over the summer. Um, yeah, it's been a nice last 10 days. It's been good. It has. Very relaxing. Very, very de-stressed. And I felt very good that I feel like this was my best, like, end to a year. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't stressed. I got all my work done. Everything was covered. Someone called me yesterday frantically looking for the phone number of another teacher because their grade book was all messed up. And I was just like, praise God, not me. <laughs> I'm all good. Yeah. I we just uh, walked out of there. I was helping some friends pack up their classrooms, like some elementary teacher friends pack up their classrooms. And they were just like, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. And I was like, yes, but remember this gloating that I'm doing right now in mid-November when I want <sighs> to die. Yeah. Just remember this. Because that's going to happen. Yeah, when I'm absolutely drowning. Or like on the last Friday before Christmas when I'm getting my kids to write tests because I have to and you're having a Christmas party. Yeah. And cleaning out our desks before the holidays. Because, you know. I know. Um, those are things that we that we just don't a, get to do. It's just a different experience. Very different experience. Um, but yeah, so that's... Uh, it's been a good year. So we want to contrast this with... Yeah, so this is... This is yeah, today's last day of school. Um, and so, like, officially, kids were done yesterday. Like, all yeah. the exams were done yesterday. Junior high, elementary kids, their last day was yesterday. Um, and so then teachers have to go on on the 30th or whatever the last... Because report cards are released today, right? Yeah, and so we had to be there for, like, a Mark's Appeal and all this kind of stuff, which no one ever comes for Mark's Appeal because no. I don't think it's very well advertised and I don't ever want it to be. No. Um, and, yeah, and so usually... Oh, shit. Okay, I'm going to have to send an email because I forgot to tell my department head where I left my exams. <laughs> Remind <laughs> um, me. <laughs> like, like Kelsey said, like, there's usually a luncheon and, you know, like, goodbyes and stuff. And, like, last year, the school we were at last year, we did that and we were done by about one o'clock I would like to yeah. say something like that um maybe in a little bit before and our principal was like you're free to go she's like but if you get into an accident call me first yeah and I will <laughs> I'll look after it because technically you're supposed to be at work for the whole day um and so we were done at like I don't know probably quarter to one ten to one last year and that day was June the 29th 
And it was a Wednesday. It was. It was a terrible day. It was an absolutely terrible day. Because we were both leaving the school. We were very emotional. I did not want to leave. I did not like it. Yeah. I'm glad it happened, I think, ultimately, at the end of it all. Long term, yes. Long term, it's good. But short term, it sucked. Absolutely. Um, And you had no idea, of course, what you were doing this year and whatever. And then I get my car and I'm driving home. And uh, my phone just blows up. Just text after text after text and, like, Twitter alerts and, like, Hangouts alerts from our Oilers rig chat. And I was like, what is happening? You know what's worse, though? Mm-hmm. I was listening to the radio. I did not want to listen to the radio that day. And it was just, like, song ends. It was just like, oh, just just so you know, Taylor Hall traded to New Jersey Devils for Adam Larson. The trade is one for one. Play song. Oh, my God! What song, like, what song oh! did they play? Do you remember? Oh, I blocked it out. Oh, cause I was, blocked it all. You out. don't remember because so I was driving. I hope it was "Hero" by Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> I was driving um, on the white mud, going towards my house, and I was at the Calgary Trail turn off to go south. And uh, then I looked at my phone, even though I wasn't supposed to, but I looked at it and I like found a text from someone who I knew wouldn't lie to me. Yeah. And I read it, and all it said was "Oh no," and then the next one was. I, that was a screenshot, I think, of Rashog's tweet. Yeah. Um, and was like, I'm so sorry. I got I'm so sorry so many times. And then I went day. to my mom's house, mom and dad's house, and I walked in the door, and mom's like, oh, how was your last day? And I was like, it was fine. And then I just like, started to cry. And she's like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, no, not good. <laughs> and she was like, what? She's so mad. And then I like, laid on their couch and cried for an hour. Yep. It was very emotional. It was emotional. Like, I'm waiting for something terrible to happen today, just, like, to keep it up. Last day of school, bad shit goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what could be worse? Anything? A lot of things. <laughs> no, but, like, but you know what I mean? Like, in that sort of... Well, I'm about to get on a plane tonight, so... <laughs> Statistically, you're fine. I'm not worried about oh, that. Oh, don't tell me about statistics. Statistically, Taylor Hall is more likely to get traded again today than uh, you are to get in a plane crash. I'm just saying... I'm just trying to process that fact. Well, it's true. I mean, there's sure only like feel about there's that only fact. like X number of NHLers. That's true. Oh right. fuck! If they like, what would kill me? Not as much, but what would kill me is if we lose dry. Ugh! Stupid. That would be like just as okay. So okay, I guess we're gonna. I we don't have to. Well, no, we, we can. don't have to. We don't. We can talk about dry. I don't mind. But like, so here's the thing. And as as I've learned this hockey season. Sports are a business. Yes, they and are. and I need to like look at it maybe like a baseball fan looks at it and just remember that like it is a business and these guys are gonna go play where it makes the most sense for them to play, um, and the owners are gonna make decisions and GMs are gonna make decisions for what they see to be for the good of the team. But that means being utterly unemotional. Not unemotional. Mm. I mean, I tried really hard to do that this year. But to to be able to be as clear-headed and is rational about that? No, but I, th- I just think it's something just to remember and keep in the back of your mind as you're as you're watching, you know, your yeah. team. Because like I said last week, like, I'm, I'm very convinced that what Peter Trelli's plan is is to ice a roster that he thinks can go through the whole season mm-hmm. without having to make any significant additions. I, I feel like that is his goal. And that's fine, I guess, if that's what you want your goal to be. Um, but with Drysaddle's contract negotiations and he has to be signed by tomorrow or he can be offer sheeted and I don't know if anyone will offer sheet because 
they have to give up four first round picks. No, the Oilers have to give up four. I don't know. No, the the team has to give up four first round picks. And he's asking a lot. And he's asking. It sounds like he's asking a lot of money, which I think he deserves. Tbh. I don't think he does. Um, I think I think we don't know for sure what he can do just yet. I'm not like. It's a fairly small sample size. It's a one playoff. He's very thing. young. He's yes. not a. He played McDavid. Yeah, like there's a whole bunch of things. There's and a lot so, of things. I mean, is he worth ten million dollars? No. No, I don't think. But so. But nobody is. True. Nobody's worth that much money. Um, but it's really funny, like watching all of the like vacillating because like we had the expansion draft and we lost fucking Griffin Reinhardt and then the Oilers were like, well, let's buy Benoit Pouliot. Why? Ugh. <laughs> Save some cap space so you can hopefully sign dry sidles or something. I don't know. Like, oh my god. Anyway, what a waste. We should have just played him for a while and traded him. November, December. Would have made more sense. Probably yeah. Yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking about dry. And I was like, whoa. Well, yeah, him too. Trade dry? For what? You're going eat at Arby's right now. I'm, I'm like, I'm, 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 t- I'm, I'm turning heel a little You're bit here. Just, oh yeah, it, because you know what? At the end of it all, like I said last week though, right? Like, Dexter Fowler, I mean, he wasn't a Cub for very long, but he was playing in Chicago last year with Cubs and won a World Series. And then, like, whenever their free agency opened, he signed with the St. Louis Cardinals, like a divisional rival, for more money. Yeah. Right? So, like, I... I mean, and, and we have to remember, too, that, like, these guys live on a different plane of existence. Like, they just do. Like, the money that they make or whatever. You they know. do, but I don't think that means... No. Throw out everything that you care about. Someone wants to pay you more money. Well, like and No, I mean you as a fan. No, but I'm just... But I, it's not throwing... For me, it's not like throwing out everything that I care about. It's just like... That means like not being invested in them and wanting them to stay. Yeah, well, they killed my spirit. And like, I, you know, so I've been able... I, for me, I've been able to kind of just like... There's just a line. Down. Yeah. You know, there's a little bit of a line there. But like, I mean... I don't know. Like, Peter Trelli has traded um, Tyler Sagan... Right for character Correct. problems, he traded Taylor Hall because of character problems. Correct, um, and like alleged, alleged character problems, um, because Hall was mean to somebody's sister in a bar once or twice. Anyway, whatever. We have thoughts on that that we'll probably never get into. And that's fine. Um, but I like, swear we already have. No, probably millions of times. Um, but like, I don't know. Wayne, Wayne Gret- and someone makes the point too. Like Wayne Gretzky was traded. I mean, mm-hmm. he was sold, but he was traded. And if you can trade Wayne Gretzky, who's arguably, arguably the greatest anybody. player, yeah. I think that, like, we have to remember that it, it like there is that business component. And that, like, as much as, you know, us as fans, like, we, we're invested in what they do and we want the, our teams to do well and whatever. Like, But that's the thing about fans. We are paying to watch them do their thing. Yes, but that, that's, the, that's the thing about fanhood. They you spend so much time and money invested in these people. You wear their clothes. You want to be them. You go to situations like autograph signing to be close to them. When you see them outside, you go, "Hey, Cam! Yeah, great job, man!" You treat them as if you know them personally. People interact with them on social media as mm-hmm. if they know them personally. Oh, they sure do. Stop because, doing that because people feel like that that sports is a part of their identity, and so those people are too. Mm-hmm. No, and I and I get that. I'm not, I'm not saying that like I I'm not telling people <laughs> to like shut it down and just like you know. But I think to do that all the time Clap is like to LaBeouf. remove what sports is. It's 
entertainment. It's emotion. But if this, but but it's this is love, Megan. But here's the thing, though. Like, how does that doesn't explain like the um, like college football, for example, right? Those guys play on those teams for like a maximum of four years, sometimes five, if they redshirt, right? Right. But you have people who are like lifelong fans of blank Louisiana yeah. State or Ole Miss or Auburn or Penn State because that's where their dad went to school and that's the team they grew up cheering for. Yeah. The loyalty is it has nothing to do with the, the player. People. It has everything but to do with the But that's because they know the people themselves are short term. It's structured that way. Yeah, but there's it's no college. There's no per, but there's no they permanence. They can't play forever. No, but there's They're no not per, paid. There's no permanence in um pro sports either. No, but people expect that. But why? Because they sign things like eight-year deals. Yeah, but it's just a contract. It's no different than like a teaching contract, right? And lots of people like don't know this, but like when we sign contracts, we sign them with the school board, not with the school, right? And so like it's the same thing. It's an employment contract, and it's just that your ultimately your contract can be moved, and your place of employment can be moved. Mm -hmm. Um. But I just, I find, like, the whole thing is, so there's just a lot of, like, hand-wringing right now about what's going to happen with Dreisaitl, and are they going to be able to bring him back? And, I mean, I think they probably will. All signs are kind of... Well, I think they'd be stupid not to. But if he's asking for $9.8 million or something... That's oh, like, fuck, give it to him. You give him Russell $4 million, give Dry what he wants. Okay, and see... Like, that's, like that's, don't... That's, that's, that's a that's, shitty that's, argument. That's, but that's the other thing, too. Yeah, you're going to pay Chris Russell way more money than he needs to Then how to can paid. you argue over yeah. Dreisaitl? Like, give yeah, me a fucking break. I agree. Give I, me a fucking break. I agree. You pay Luch, pay Dreisaitl. Ugh, do we have to? Right? Not Dreisaitl, Luch. Ugh. I know. It's just... Kill. And so... It's a shitty narrative. I so, don't like that. Oh, I agree. I, I, I'm not... Uh, I don't disagree with you. Um, I just feel like sometimes we just have to remember that, you know, it is entertainment. Yeah, it is. Um, and, like, I don't know, like, when you go watch a movie, it's so, like, that's, I guess, is the other thing. Like, it's a form of entertainment, just like going to watch a movie. Like, mm-hmm. it really is. And you make a decision, like, what you're going to go do. And you don't necessarily agree with all the decisions made in the film, but you're still spending the money to, like, go and do it, right? And, like, maybe it's a character, like, it's a, it's a film franchise that you love, or it's a a comic book character that's been, you know, given some screen time or whatever, and you might not be, like, on board with all the things that you see on screen, but are you going to go watch the next one? Probably. See, I wouldn't. I'm going to go watch Stupid Justice League just because of... I'm not. I'm not going to see Batman vs. Superman, even though she's in it. Ugh. No. Uh, no. A friend of mine watched it last weekend. It was like, you would hate this movie so much. I'm like, I'm well aware. Um, but I will probably see Justice League, because I feel like that build... I'm curious to see what they do... With, like, the whole Steve thing. And, if, like, do you know what I mean? You think Steve's gonna be in that? Well, I don't think he will. But now... that's set in the present. It is set in the present, but so is the end of Wonder Woman when she gets to the picture. Yeah, but I think that's for Wonder Woman's next movie, not for Justice League. Because there wasn't any tagging. No, but I wonder if there's gonna be a little bit of, like... Well, there was, because, like, the license plate on the truck was, like, JL, whatever. Like, it was a year... So there's, like, some little... And it was a Wayne Enterprise van, and, like... Yeah, but... No, but it was just a reminder that that, like, broader universe exists, exists. outside that movie. And so I'm curious But it wasn't, like, the Marvel movies where they have at the end of Guardians 27 fucking scenes <laughs> that are setting things yeah, up yeah, for yeah, the no, next one like but if I, it's that I, important just put in the fucking but movie but I feel like that bit where she says like where, where that note that Bruce leaves her is like you know maybe one day you'll tell me your story I feel like leads towards that Justice League a bit right so I'm kind of curious <sighs> if he's in the next Wonder Woman <laughs> I'm gonna be so pissed 
Um, do you know what else I watched this week was Gangs of New York. Oh yeah, I saw you tweeting about that. Um, Peak Leo, I think. You Pe- think that's Peak Leo? Well, he's a real young Leo. There, I'm uncomfortable with young Leo. He's not that young. But he's like that. Gross that was like 2005. Greg. That's Scraggly Leo. But like, I think that I'm, that's like early 20s Leo. So that doesn't work for me. Because Peak Leo is not now. No, Peak Leo is Gatsby. No. Blonde hair. Disagree. champagne. Disagree. That's that shot. Disagree. Is Peak Leo. No. Everything else. Dad. No. Yeah. I disagree. Mm-mm. Okay, so fuck, Mary kill. Leo is Gatsby. Leo and Gangs in New York. Leo is Romeo. Kill Gatsby. Because he deserves no, it because he's a shitbag. No, no, bag. no. Um, kill Romeo. Because he's like 17 and that's real young. Yeah, that's true. Well, no. Got then myself f- into a goddamn quagmire here. No, so, okay, so you kill Romeo. Yes. You fuck Gatsby, because then you never have to talk to him again, because he'll probably destroy your life. Otherwise. Otherwise, and then you marry, uh, he's a good character. That's what I'm stuck with, though. Yeah. Could be worse. What if you could marry him from The Departed? Oh, I loved him in The Departed. I love that movie. It's real good. But, like, that era, that, like, 2000, mid, like, 2004 to 2008-ish is, like, peak Leo, I think. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, okay. And Departed is, like, right in that in time In there? Frame. Yeah. I still don't agree with Casey Berkeley. I love that movie so much. I don't like Cameron Diaz in that movie. I'm not a fan of her either, no. No. She was miscast. Um, but the movie's really good. I like, like, the soundtrack is great. I don't really remember it. Oh, it's very good. Um, yeah, so watch that. Like I said, lots of Chris Pine. See, that's the thing. If we're talking about this compared to sports, you fall in love with this, the actor people, too. Yeah, but I don't get mad when, like, you know. When they do dumb shit? Yeah, I don't care. I don't, and that's the thing. I like the actor for, like, what they do on screen. I don't really, but I don't feel like I have a personal investment. Like, do you know what, in that same way that I really? would with an athlete? No, because, like. Because, because I think the veil, because when I watch hockey, even if I'm watching it on TV, like, there are people in the arena watching them do it live right whereas when i'm watching the movie you're the direct audience i'm watching a product that's already been processed and distilled and whatever for my consumption as an audience member and so like some of the choices then that get made in that film aren't because of the actor like they're director's choices or cinematographer like do you know what I mean whereas like when I'm watching the sports it's a little bit more there's less there are less layers in between me and them right as a viewer but like <sighs> and like when am I gonna see Chris Pine wandering around Edmonton never when will I maybe see Craig McTavish downtown possibly tomorrow right like the do you know what I mean like the chance exists because they exist in the real world whereas like that other entertainment doesn't exist in the real world. So you're saying there's a chance, Megan? Of course, there's always a chance. <laughs> there's never a chance. There could be. No, athletes are just like movie stars. No, it not. doesn't happen for normies like us, Megan. It could. No. It, well, We're garbage. You know? We are garbage. It's we true. We are normie. Just trash. Baseless garbage. <laughs> Wow. Um, so this can be our last episode. Um, uh, baseless garbage. Wow, that's uh, that's something. I don't. I don't even know where to go with that. I don't. I, don't, I said it. It's out there in the world. It is out there in the world. Um, speaking of, but that's what I mean when people have that investment and approach 
players, right? Because I feel like you're you're just some guy. You're some guy who lives in my town, who plays for my team. You played minors, you know, down the road in Red Deer. Like, they feel like they have a yeah, personal connection, and there's that, I think there's also that blue collar-y. That's just a, that's a very strictly Edmonton thing, though. Yeah. I don't think that, that ethos exists in a lot of other places. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. Really? Yeah, I don't think it has the same. And that's something that gets talked about a lot, is, like, why... So you think in Toronto there's a sense of maybe ownership over the players rather than... Maybe. Maybe. Because I feel like here what ends up happening, like that whole grassroots kind of like blue collar, whatever, I think like, you know, when you hear, when you read narratives in the paper about like, oh, Matt Hendricks, you know, blah, 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 grit and this or whatever. And like, you know, like Kyle said last week, like they finished like 28th, 29th and 29th in his first three seasons here. What does it matter? So how, it doesn't matter how gritty you are, like score some fucking goals and win some fucking games. Like, that's what you got to do. Um... And so, like, that article about him that's, like, how he's such a good leader. I'm like, well, he couldn't have been that good of a leader. Because for three of the four years... We were trash. And do you know what the X factor was in that fourth year? Um, a, Hendricks didn't play very much. And B, Connor David, David was healthy. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, and so the correlation does not necessarily equal causation all the time. And I think people forget that. But, like, to read an article like that... And I think in Edmonton, that narrative appeals. Because I still think that in a lot of cases, people believe themselves here and in Northern Alberta to be, like, blue-collar types and I don't think people necessarily are anymore right but doesn't that just relate to that feeling that I think is relevant in blue collar like you know working communities is that people think like if I work just a little bit hard I could be like Hendo I could be part of that I I could be a part of greatness right to like lift me up Okay. Okay. So the other day, <laughs> this got real no, dark. Fair. No, no. Sorry, this got no, real no. dark. <laughs> um, KJ Gatsby. Um, ah, <laughs> uh, that's there's your Halloween costume. Um, so the other day on Twitter, uh, Chris from Oilers Nation said something about how like he wishes his name was Connor because Connor was gonna get paid however many millions of dollars by the time he was thirty. And I, you know, and he was all like, I wish my name was Connor with like a sad face emoji or whatever. And I was like, no, I was like, you are the best Chris the nation has ever had. Might be the only one, but that's not the point. Right. And I was like, own that and do, do you like that's. And, and so like, maybe there's that notion that like, yes, so I played hockey once I could be part of this, but I feel like maybe we need to flip that ownership around and be like, this is what I'm doing and I'm going to be the best at it. Right. Regardless of whether some hockey player who got lucky enough to have parents who could afford to put him in good hockey. But then that's... Do you know what I mean? But then that's relegating hockey only as escapism rather than something that is an inspirational force in someone's life, right? I suppose. I mean, it can be inspirational. I'm not saying it shouldn't be, but like... But that's kind of how that's couched, right? Like, I I wish I was Connor, or I wish my name... I just wish I had some little thing connection to this great thing that I love... So that I could feel yeah. that and be a part of that. You do. You have right? like other friends. Like there, but there's ways to do that without like. But that's what fanhood is, right? That's yeah. what I find so confusing. Yeah, I don't know. So it's been funny, like watching the Twitter machine this week and just watching people like just go back and forth and back and forth. And there, there seemed to be the other day a lot of be like, oh my god, Connor's gonna get all the money. It's so good. And then like, oh my god, can't pay Leon all the money. And I'm like, Kate, I don't understand you. Yeah. Like if you're. If you're happy about the Chris Russell deal and then you're like, we're going to pay Leon too much money, you need to, like, 
get someone to teach you math. It's frustrating. Um, but like, if Connor wants fourteen million dollars, Connor should get fourteen million dollars. Like that—that's just the way it should be. What I thought was super funny is people were like, "Well, Dry's too young." But like, what? He's older than Connor. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. And like, growing beard than Connor. He has a generational booty. I'm just gonna put it out there. Dry. Dry does. Uh-huh. Well, there you go. And also, that beard is out of control. He's a beautiful man. In all of the best ways. On, what was it, Tuesday? I had nothing to do at work, because my marks and my grades were done. <laughs> Just going through those tags on Tumblr. Yeah. Ladies. It's worth your time. It, it's... And gentlemen. And gentlemen. Jazz is an attractive man. He's a beautiful man. Like, he's objectively hot. He And he's still committed to the cardigan situation. Which is so great. Yeah. Like... Europeans, man. There's, like, a real, like... Glasses, car- oh man, yeah. I don't think in glasses it would work. I think it would. Glasses um, and the beard and the cardigan. There's like a real like like we talk like horn rimmed glasses, like or just like more of a circular. Or no, they could be. Or they could also just be like black framed. Yeah. Yeah. Square situation. I'm seeing it. I don't know. She's rolling her eyes right I now. I like how you are right now, Dry. Don't I change. like everything. About don't change you. for anybody. <laughs> Except if you want to throw some glasses on that face of yours, you can go ahead and do that. <laughs> um, yeah. But then I worry about your vision on the ice, so don't do that. Right. That's true. Something to be concerned about. Good point. Which might be Gatsik's problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think it's because he can't see through his beard. I think that's the... His eyes are real close together. And I think that's why you like him in glasses, because it hides Maybe. That, that could be it. it. Totally that might be, hides that. Might that. Be, I saw him at the bar. Sorry, Amanda. Sorry. Yeah, I saw him at the bar last summer before he wasn't re-signed here mm-hmm. and I was like oh, I'm pretty sure actually it was before the trade happened and I was like oh, I'm actually pretty sure that that's a gadget <laughs> and I was like oh yeah look at that it sure is <laughs> oh hey look at that <laughs> yeah but he was just like a normal dude you know just like hanging out at the bar yeah um but uh yeah no sorry Amanda sorry to talk bad about your favorite mm. um speaking of hockey players with beards might as well just address the body issue picture oh yeah it was from great. today it was real great. It was real good. Super funny. Yeah, really funny and awesome. And, like, the first picture did not seem like Joe was tanned. No, like, it really this didn't. picture was like... Because he was, like, lily white. Did they spray tan him Who in cares? between shots? But it was just, like, it Does threw it, me off. It threw me off, but I was like, I also don't care. Yeah. Like, just that And also, time. I'm so happy they're on the cover. Yeah, there's, they're doing a cover, and uh, I think Julian Edelman from the Patriots is doing a cover, and I saw, like, the behind-the-scenes the behind the scenes of that shoot. A+. Plus. Okay. Well, let me tell you. Looking forward to it. Strategically plays football. Oh, very fun. And he's, like, leaping sideways through the air. It's great. But I was also happy to see that it wasn't, like, a dumb hockey thing, too. Mm-hmm. They're just sitting there, standing there. With real long beards. Yeah. Like, longer than super, their actual beards. Super <laughs> They're, like, funny. they reminded me kind of of Smurf beards. <laughs> like Absolutely. Or, like, or like no, 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 like, dwarf beards, like, in yeah, yeah. Sun Dwarfs, they're, like, so long. That's what I kind of thought of. And I was a bit disturbed because it looks like Joe's had dreads in it because it was just so... Oh, I didn't really look that closely. <sighs> I got distracted. I didn't look so closely at the beards. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm married. I know how to control myself. Um, do you really? <laughs> would you love would you just like me to point out that picture that you tweeted out this week about how much your husband six years ago looked a little bit like Taylor Hall? Yeah. In that one photo. In that one photo one time. 
and I nearly had a heart attack. And I feel like we should send that to Isaga Picking, and he can, like, make it real for you. He already did that once. I'm good. He really did. It was amazing. Thank you, Dave. Uh, I don't even know where the fuck to go from here. No. <laughs> we went from, like, talking about school to talking about t- crying about Taylor Hall. Which, which I was gonna, we barely did. Which I was going to write a thing about it yesterday, but then I just decided I didn't have the energy for people to tell me to get over it again. Yeah. I just didn't. I just didn't care. Because I still don't like it. No. I'm still annoyed by it. As you should be. Um... And I'm allowed to feel that way. Yes, you You know why? Because I'm a human being. Mm -hmm. I have some emotions about some things sometimes. (laughs) All the things all the time. I just hide them real well. Um, But, like, I was reading some stuff and, you know, people were like, because yesterday was, like, the one-year anniversary of the darkest day. R.I.P. R.I.P. My heart. R.I.P. Hope. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway. And, uh, yeah, I was just reading some stuff and it was just really funny. Like, people were retweeting, like, other people's tweets from like the day the trade happened and like make fun of them because Adam Larson like just turned the team around and I was just like Ugh, go fuck yourself <laughs> I definitely let out a very audible sigh yesterday at work and someone in the hallway came in and was like are you okay and I was like <laughs> in my head I was like this must be what Dave Lozo feels like all the time when, when he just like lets it because yeah they were like are you okay and I was like oh, I'm fine I'm just reading and that's impressive because classrooms are very interesting in terms of their soundproofing especially yours because it's yeah. like brick like concrete block yeah well and like my desk is like at the far like is in line with the door so but I'm like well into the classroom level 7 side oh yeah yeah it was it was pretty loud um and are you okay and I was like yeah, I'm just reading garbage about Taylor Hall mm. and he was like oh right you know what I find so funny and this happened to me yesterday is because I was like Someone was saying, oh, I saw your thing on Instagram, like, lest we forget, etc., etc. I was like, oh, I know. It's been a tough day. Like, you know, just playing it up. Yeah. As much as I can. Yeah. So I was like, what are you talking about? My friend was like, oh, she loves Taylor Hall. And what blows my mind that people do about athletes or teams or whatever is I really try not to do this to someone is to shit on what they love. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I fucking hate Taylor Hall. And I was like, hey, didn't... I'm sorry. A, didn't ask. Didn't ask. B, don't, don't care. care. <laughs> it's like, I know. Like, what? Good. And what do you want from that? Me to be like, you know what? Oh, I'm just going to change my whole... You know what? Me too. Self. Oh, just because you said that. Yeah. Like, what do you what do you want from that? Yeah. By you saying you hate him or whatever it is or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, what is the point of that? It's like when people... When I talk about, like, Fast and Furious movies and people are like, oh my god, Megan, you know, those are bad, right? I'm like, yes, I do. And I love them. And leave me alone. Like, who cares that they're bad? I don't care. Should I care? I think the only thing that you can do that for is someone's like, I just really love heroin. Be like, ah. It's gonna kill you someday. FYI. We should be careful here. (laughs) We should have a talk. Yeah. But, like, don't shit on what people are passionate about. No. That's such a dick move. Well, and, like... My and that's the thing, right? There was the thing I said yesterday. I was like, I was gonna write a thing about Taylor Hall, but I just don't care. I don't, I just, I'm not, I don't want to deal with. I don't want the blowback. The response, which there was totally gonna be. Yeah. Um, but then I was also just like, don't at me. Like, I just, just leave me alone. Yeah. And let me, let me have my day about it. You know. And like, I don't. Whatever it is, what it is, I suppose. But like, 
it was funny because again yesterday there was people like oh that taylor haltridge sure looking pretty good now isn't it and i'm like well maybe for the devils and they did you read today they bought out camillary and uh I did see that. somebody else i don't remember who now they've just got all of the cap space 30 mil so apparently. kevin shattenkirk is probably going to be a devil which is a great thing for the devils uh, and of course, Schneider has a better season yeah. than he had last year. That'll be a good thing for them. And I know Kovalchuk is like devil's property, and it is entirely possible that they can entice him to come back and be like, we'll pay you whatever you want. Although, the latest thing I did hear is that he's going back to the KHL. Oh, I don't so know. So I don't, I don't fucking know what's happening there. But, but like, if there's I $30 don't... million dollars in cap space and they get signed Shattenkirk to a big deal, I, I don't give a shit. Who cares? Not my money. Um, but it would be nice if they had a better defense than yeah. they had last year. Shattenkirk would be good. They were terrible. I mean, he's not the be-all and end-all, but he's not... He's better than everybody they had. Yeah. Right. And I find it so frustrating, too, because how Edmonton people will still couch the trade in that way, because the tweet, or the Instagram and the tweet that the Devils posted yesterday... Was, mm-hmm. Today's a one-year anniversary of acquiring Taylor Hall in a blockbuster trade. Yeah, a blockbuster trade that we fucking robbed the Oilers. Yeah, yes, of course. Ugh, and that just makes me crazy. But also, there's so many things about the Devils franchise that are so great in how they found interaction, whatever. Like when they yes. had their draft party, they had a draft party that players went to. And not like little baby Benning as the signing for the no, locker like, room. No, like Taylor Hall was supposed Taylor to be Hall. there. Pavel's, um, what's his name? Z- Zaka. Zaka. Um, Miles Wood was there. What? Yes. So Amanda went. Went. And that's she how was, I got photos of yeah, all these people. Except yeah. for Taylor Hall because his flight was canceled. Yeah. And not Cry for Problems. P.S. Cry Forever. Idiots on Twitter. Um, she was there and she was going to ask... If she did get a chance to talk to him. If uh, he could, like, say, you know, whatever. Like, hi, hi yeah, Kelsey yeah, and yeah. Megan or whatever. I know, but she didn't told happen. me. It didn't happen. She's a great person. She is a great person. We love you, Amanda. We do. We she was mad that she was carrying his jersey around, though, now that, like, once he wasn't uh, going to be there. She was yeah, annoyed. That's a bummer. Was, but, like, to think about the Devils to do that and not just have... For the Oilers, it would be Benning or it would be... I don't know, some fucking guy. But they were going to have their stars there. To interact with fans. Well, just think of the difference between that and, like, that autograph session that we went to. Like, best day of our lives. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's up there. It's, it's pretty high up there, which is, I don't know what that says. It says a lot about us, I think. Um, but, like, that was for season ticket holders only. Like, general yeah. public couldn't even get access to that. Yeah. And, like, that's insane to me. Yeah. Because, like, sure, it's nice that you give, like, perks to your season ticket holders or whatever, but, like, there are other people what who about everybody else? scrimp and save for enough money to go to a game. Yeah. You know, or, like, can't afford it. The Devils give shit away. And they, you know, like, I got a bobblehead that the Devils were giving out that that game, which is crazy. Yeah. Right? But, like, you know, I wish the Oilers would do stuff like that. I know. Instead of just, like, tweeting out, oh, we signed this guy. Look what this guy's... No one cares. Like, engage with your fans and it'll be a little bit better. But they feel like they don't have to because they feel they have a guaranteed whatever. Well, well they do. Because we're dumb. I know. We should demand better. We should demand better. And, like, the Oilers... I mean, Vegas had one guy on their team for months. And their social media game was so good. I know. It's real boring now, though. 
Yeah, but they're like, well, they're doing it in training camp. Yeah, but at least, but now they have people. They've got stuff. Yeah, right. They actually have like stuff happening. But for a while, they're like it was so good and it was fun and like yeah. lighthearted. And now it's just like the Oilers are just never that. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, look at this thing. Here's a behind the scenes in our locker room. Let's talk to our equipment manager. Why? I don't. What? Who cares? No. <laughs> Who cares about how they stape stape their ticks? <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> Uh, Sorry to everybody. What was the last one? Pace their funch. Pace their funch. I think I'm a brain disease. Someone. someone um, uh, it's me. like Jamie Benitez. That's what he did in the the tweet. What? The whole tweet that started that whole thing. He said oh, yeah, about right. like bunching locks. Yeah. yeah, but that was on purpose. Oh, probably. Yeah, but still, it's a phrase that people say. No, it's a euphemism. Um, I'm just dumb. <laughs> I don't think. No, you're not dumb. Um, speaking of a phrase or whatever, something that I saw on the internet the other day. What? Oh, yeah. Bro flake. Let's talk <gasps> about bro flakes because it's, it's so good. It's a word. It's a word. It, Urban Dictionary, of course, says the definition of a bro flake is a straight white male offended by any feminist or ethnic activity which is not directly designed for him. And a the, plus definition. Yes. And the a explanation plus. here, or the example, Kyle says, not Kyle, but. You know, generic Kyle. Because lots of Kyles are kind of douchebags. <laughs> or maybe Kyle is Sean's wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. Not our Kyle. Just in general, though, like, there are certain names. Keith. Tyler. Mm. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Like, there's just certain names that, like, you... Uh, there's an aesthetic, right, that you kind of associate with. Yeah. Brad. Oh, Brad is a... Okay, we're using right? Brad. We're okay. using Brad forever. Yeah, Brad is a... Derek. I, I work with two Brads, and neither one of them are that, but, like, it's still... It's pretty close. Jordan. Corey. Corey. Yeah. This is the best game we've ever played. <laughs> Douchebag or no. Um, okay, so now let's come up with one that isn't. That's probably harder. Algernon. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, it's harder to come up with a name that you can't associate with a douchebag. Bo. Oh no! Total assholes. No, Bo Bennett's nice. Uh, he's a he's hockey good boy. On Twitter. He's a hockey he's boy. He's a hockey boy though. Mm. Um. You gotta find a balance between pretension and sort of uniqueness. Yeah. In the name. And there's some names that have been around long enough that like it's it's hard to associate. Like I don't think you can like definitively say that like a guy named Matt is necessary. You know what I mean? Like you don't necessarily have that. Mm. Chad. Oh, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish you could see her face. Right now. <laughs> um, yeah, Chad's a good one. Um, Wyatt. Uh, you think Wyatt's are good guys? Yeah. They're not. I don't think they're as bad as Chad's. I think Wyatt's might be a little dumb. Maybe. <laughs> I've never met a Wyatt before. This feels a lot, in a, in a way, a lot like the game of Does Sidney Crosby Like? <laughs> it kind of does. But, like, um, but no, I'm just trying to think of, like, like Phil. Phil's probably not a douchebag. Mm. Chris. It depends, though. It's, it depends. See, and here, I was thinking about the Matt thing, too. Um, if, if a guy goes by Matt into his, like, 50s, like, do you know what I mean? You might have a different... But if you, like, as an adult, it goes by Matthew again, it might, like, flip your... Whereas if it goes by Topher... Instead of Chris. Chris. Yeah. 
<laughs> if he goes by Topher, he needs to Flush be pushed. him down the toilet. <laughs> I was going to say push down some stairs, but I don't really. It doesn't matter. Some people call Chris that as a nickname, and I hate it more than anything. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because it sounds like gopher. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. And, like, that's not his name. No. Like, you don't call me Olsi. <laughs> like, that's not a nickname. That's not how nicknames work. No, I suppose not. Um... What were we talking about? Oh, right. We were talking about the bro flake. No, fucking no we were talking about the bro flake and the Kyle that they used, right? Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so the, ex- the the example in the definition of bro flake, which in case you've forgotten, because <laughs> that was like a five minute tangent on douchey names. Um, anyway, Kyle says, How come there's no straight pride parade? And then the answer is, Oh my god, you're such a delicate little bro flake. Let's discuss. It's, I. I mean, it's fairly self-explanatory. Yeah. It's a good word. It's a good word. And I know people who, like, it applies to. Me too. Because it's very true. What's wonderful about it is I'm knowing less and less people who it applies to, which is really great. I don't know if that's because I'm filtering better or if other people are filtering better. Um, I think it's filtering yourself, but I think it's also people are in this cultural and political climate forced to change um well yeah and yeah like you'll and you'll see discussions too of like people not necessarily change but maybe widen a point of view that or at least is like narrowed be aware of you know sensitivities that yes. exist and like i understand well like for example being aware of our kids that we teach like there were gay kids in my class nobody fucking cared yeah when we went to high school it was a thing it was a thing yeah people that's were true. Did not talk about it. Yeah, it was very judgy and... Yes. Yeah, that's But, like, true. these kids don't care. Yeah. They've had kids that are different in their classes from day one. Yeah. And, and like, even kids... Easier. Speaking of inclusion, who are different or who are loud or who are whatever. Like, I had three kids on the spectrum in my class, and they just treated them like a regular kid. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, that's good That's something for, that we didn't have. I think that's good for kids, too, that that's, yeah. like, a thing that's happening, but... And they're much more open-minded, I think, yeah. about differences and as they become parents that'll start to sh- that, that'll be the bigger shift right? yes like that's kind of the hard part but like this idea of you know and I, I think back to like that those those dude bros that were they were all chads they must have been who were so upset about the like female only screenings of wonder woman like bro flake right there like, yeah that's absolutely perfect, perfect definition of definition of that yeah because like what do you it do, of course it doesn't involve you but who cares? Yeah. Literally everything And why is everything does. that doesn't involve you and insult to you in some way? Yeah. Like, God. Yeah. Care about bigger things. Yeah. Or don't. Just be quiet about it. Like, no one needs to hear your opinion. We've been hearing your opinion, straight white men, for Eons. generations. Eons, yeah. Um, but I wonder, though, like, because, you know, when people call people snowflakes or whatever, like, people get annoyed by that. Like, oh, you're overly sensitive. But, like, again, it's not for other, like, it's not for me to decide if something that I say is offensive. No. Right? It's for the person you're speaking to. And if someone is offended by something that I say, I have to own that and be like, I am sorry that I offended you. that's your responsibility, yeah. Right, but it's not like, I'm sorry if, you know, I'm sorry that you were offended. No, no. No. I'm sorry that I offended you, leave it, and you're done. Yes. And that's a fair apology. It is. Um, but, like, that idea of, like... Yeah, snowflakes. Or, like, using, like, social justice warriors as, like, a a pejorative. Like, yeah, I wouldn't mind, like, if the world was a little bit better place for everybody. I don't really think... What do you have against social justice? Yeah. Which tells me that they don't understand what social justice is. That's true. 
That's or what it's like to fight for anything. So the yeah. warrior word doesn't really make sense either to them. Did you know that we've been talking for an hour and 15 minutes? <laughs> about like... literally nothing. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. This is our worst episode ever. It probably isn't, actually. I think our first one might still be our first <laughs> um, Okay, do you want to talk about um, Glow and Baby Driver? Sure. Okay, go so ahead. So I went and saw Baby Driver on Wednesday. I just unzipped my pants because they were so <laughs> tight. <laughs> um, and it's wonderful. Yeah. Ansel Elgort didn't like him before. Apparently fell in love with him in this movie. Interesting. It's absolutely not what you expect it to be from the trailer. Okay, good. To, I want to see it because I'm not. I'm not a big fan of him, but I saw John Hams in it and John Bernthal, and I love John Bernthal. Jamie Foxx is real good in um, it. So I will go see it. Kevin Spacey's good in it. Next week, maybe. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful experience, and I think this is one that you need to see in a theater first. Okay. To get the atmosphere of how the crowd reacts to certain moments. Okay. But then the action is actually better seen on a smaller screen. Okay. Because there were times where I was overwhelmed and couldn't quite figure out what was happening it was just too much okay especially because it's like car chases and stuff like that and it was just too close to the car you needed perspective and whatever but it was it was really really great there was no moment in it where i was like okay something needs to happen something needs to pick up okay it was compelling start to finish cool you hated people. You loved people. You were enraged when people died and didn't die. Man, was it ever an experience. And a very original. Cool. And the soundtrack. Oh my Because he has to listen God. to music, right? He's got like he's tinnitus, got tinnitus. And so he yeah. has to have the music to like drown out. Yeah. That. And part of that is how he also communicates with the world. Okay. So in certain situations, he needs music on and he needs a certain type of music to communicate a certain type of response. So is he on the spectrum? No, I don't think so. Okay. No. It was just a traumatic thing that happened to him as a child. Interesting. He's, like, when he finally is with someone, he's fine. Okay. It's just in these, like, stressful situations where his moral compass is challenged. Right. Music soothes him. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. It was that's awesome. That sounds so cool. Yeah. It's it's really fun. So I, I really want everyone to go because I think Edgar Wright, the director, and he wrote it too, makes really interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to be able to keep making interesting, innovative stuff that mm-hmm. he writes and directs himself. And you need more people like that than, you know, remakes of whatever. Mm, shot by shot remakes of yeah. Psycho. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that was really, really fun. Cool. And that it's almost that point where, like, you want a sequel, but I actually don't want a sequel. Because everything's just tied up really nicely. That's good. That's always nice, too, when you have, like, a good standalone. Yeah. And you don't need to have more. And in a lot of ways, it's a game changer about how a character in a film communicates emotion. Because he really doesn't speak a lot. Okay. And it's not like Drive, where he speaks, like, eight fucking words the whole time. I love that movie. I know, but it's a different... Yeah, it's a different kind of... Okay. Yeah. Very, very cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That sounds very exciting. And I was actually surprised and kind of wished it would have been R. Oh, okay. it's 14A, and even at times I was like, wow, this is 14A? Interesting. Because there's a lot of F-bombs, which I thought you were allowed one, mm-hmm. and then some violence that is quite, quite gory. Interesting. 
Yeah. I think though 14A is different than PG-13. Yes. Because in the States PG-13, you definitely can only have one. one 14A is a little bit, it's a little bit closer to like an R rating in the States. Yeah. So maybe that's why. But it was, yeah. Davis and I really liked it. It was a good experience. And then I also watched Glow on Netflix, a TV show which is Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Oh, what a delight that is. Yeah? Did you watch all, like everything that's on there? All ten. Okay. Conquered it. In like a day? Four days. Okay. Because they're only a half hour. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's not hard. That's not bad. Some are a little bit longer, but it's super, super interesting. I didn't think I would like the premise because it's about wrestling. I couldn't give a fuck about wrestling. But the women in it, I also don't like Alison um, Brie. I know you don't. That's don't it, right? Her. Right? Yeah, Alison Brie. Brie. Yeah. Um, I think she's a poor man's Rosebird. Yeah, I disagree. But she kills it. Does she? And Mark Marin is a major character in this show, and I really don't like him. And okay. he fucking kills it. Okay. Interesting. And there's a whole bunch of, there's like 14 women, and they're all different shapes and sizes and ethnicities and personalities, and every single one of them is amazing in different ways. And the one okay. girl you hate at the start, and in the end you actually like her. Okay. It's, oh, it was so compelling. Yeah, that's all this weekend. And the one episode, episode eight, they handle a certain situation that many women find themselves in with such grace and perfection. Cool. I, I really want you to watch it so we can talk. I will. About I, will it. I will. I have some time this weekend. Because then we can really. Because I don't want to yeah. spoil anything. I don't okay. want to give anything away. That's There's just so many dynamics in it that are sometimes about female relationships, but other times just about like point of views and different stages of life mm-hmm. and different personalities and whatever. Oh, so good. It sounds good. Yeah. It's really fun too. Okay. Cause yeah, I saw the premise and I was like, that looks dumb. So I just ignored it. But yeah, it's shot beautifully. Piz from Veronica Mars is in it. Okay. And he's amazing. Chris Lowell. Nice. He just shows up randomly and he's like an eighties producer that kind of blows all the money on Coke. <laughs> oh, that doesn't seem shocking at all. Yeah. He's a delight in it though. It's That's really good. good. Cool. That sounds interesting. Yeah. You're not, the only, you're not the first person that I know who has watched it and like loved it. And what I really liked about Glow and Baby Driver is that they are so different from other stuff that's on TV right now. It's not another superhero thing. Yeah. It's complicated. It's messy, but it's super original. It was really fun. It's good. I like fun kind of innovative stuff. Yeah. I watched um, X-Files a bunch this week. Yeah. That was fun. Did we talk about that? Or was that before? I can't we remember did. that before. But we like, 100% did. But like watching, and it was fun, but like thinking about, I'm thinking about Triangle again, because that episode was so fucking good. Um, and like as much as I loved all of like the alien whatever mythology shit, I loved the standalone episodes. Yeah. Because they were so different. And like, and at the time, X-Files was like different from pretty much everything on TV. And it did really cool shit. It did. Like that weird, that one with like, the host. In season two, I've only ever watched once because it's so disgusting. I can't watch it. Which one is the That's host? the one with the thing in the sewer. The, like, white... Uh, yeah, right? It's disgusting. But, also, like, that's on, like, network TV. Primetime network TV. And or that the was one kind of with, like, like a... the incestual family. Oh, yeah. That one fucking yeah. sucks. But, like, just thinking about... Like, just thinking and about sucks triangle. not, like... It's a really good episode. I just never want to see it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking about Triangle and just thinking about what they did and, like, you know, like, the myth of the Bermuda Triangle or whatever and, like, um, 
and having like the characters that like you know in both universes and whatever like it's just it's super clever yeah right and, and to take on something that's existing and yeah and transform and it take an event in a real ship innovative. and like all this yeah. kind of stuff and then they're like you know yeah and they kind of like transform it and, and whatever and like it was just yeah super super and so i like stuff like that like standalone stuff like that and so i feel like based on what you've said i like both of these things yeah i really think you do i think you'll really enjoy um jamie fox in in baby driver okay because there's something just god he's so good and what i love about jamie fox is he is every single type of threat acting he's amazing comedically top notch but then mm-hmm. that guy sings no, he's good too. like a fucking angel every too. time he's on jimmy fallon and they do those like impression games yeah. where they have to sing just like how do you not have your own show mm-hmm. where's your variety show jimmy fox he's also funnier than jimmy fallon i know i mean it, that's not hard to do we're funnier than jimmy fallon 100 percent, we're funnier than jimmy i don't fallon. think of myself as funny I you're unintentionally you're unintentionally funny okay. like you're not trying to be which i think is his problem which is the difference between, like, him and, like, say, Seth Meyers reading. Yeah. Right? Like, Seth Meyers, he knows that he's funny, but isn't trying to be funny. He, he just... has such joy. Did you see that? Speaking of Seth Meyers, <laughs> the outtake, where it was him and the two women on the panel. I don't watch it enough to know their names. And oh, my she God. she was supposed to yes. pull the thing to explode it. Yeah. And, and it doesn't work again. And he <laughs> loses his shit. Yeah. I like on their show when they do that. It's like it's joke. That's the joke Seth can't tell. Yeah. Segment because he has one, two of his writers. One's a black woman and one's a lesbian, and so they they like, have the opportunity. Of and then they always jokes. get him to tell a joke at the end, and then they get mad at him for telling it. Yeah. Um. But the Amber, she does. They they do this segment every once in a while with her. It's like what with Amber Ruffin. Yeah. And it's so funny. That was the one she did on Wonder Woman. Yeah, and she just yeah. does all her different like ways of saying the word what <laughs> and she's like I was like what I was like what and she just like go, it's so funny um but like yeah Jamie Fallon not funny Jamie Foxx very funny yeah yeah I will watch both of those at some point in time I'm just super stoked to see Dunkirk because when I went to see Wonder Woman again last week because I did and oh. the trailer was there and I was just, just as like, good the second time Holy just as good the second time you know what I did not appreciate about Baby Driver hmm there's a trailer for it at the start of it. Oh, uh, no. It was like, do not need this. And Davis loves that shit. Like, Ugh. it is like his favorite thing ever. And it was just like, no, no, don't watch. Can't uh. sleep, can't sleep me. I know. Yeah. Oh, gross. I did not appreciate not that. Okay. But they also had a trailer for um, Dark Tower, which looks really oh, good. Oh, it does look good. It does look very good. That's I love some Idris Elba. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Matthew McConaughey yeah. is the other dude. Yeah. Don't know anything about the book. He looks like he filmed it, like, in his post-Dallas uh, Buyers days. super eh? thin. Super thin in that. Super thin. I still but love But there's him, a though. lot of CGI in that movie, so I Have imagine you, it was shot a while ago. Did you see Mud that he was in? I haven't. Oh, it's really good. I've I think heard. it might still be on Netflix. I've heard. Um, it's really good. I feel like they made The Hunger Games too soon, because the kid that's in it, there's there's the two kids. In Mud? In Mud. There's, there's Mud, and whatever his real name is, but he goes by Mud. Um, is Matthew McConaughey, and then there's a kid named Ellis who's like kind of the main character. Should have been Peta. Should have absolutely been Peta. He's really? so good, yeah. And then his buddy, his buddy's name is Neckbone. I can't remember what his <laughs> real name is. But that's the nickname. And they like live out on the Mississippi Delta in the Gulf yeah. of Mexico, whatever. Um, Neckbone. Oh, Neckbone. I think that's called vertebrae, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael Shannon's in it. 
Ooh, as, that's good. I think he's Neckbone's uncle. Yeah, he's one of the kids' uncles. Anyway. <laughs> Hip bone also goes by. Oh, you are awful. <laughs> Maybe it's like collar McBroken. Anyway, sorry, oh, I was reading some bad jokes. It was I was reading some bad bad Conor McDavid takes today, which I thought were funny. Shout out to Stace for being funny. Yeah. Um, and if you don't like her, get a sense of humor. She's brilliant. And take yourself less seriously. Um, but yeah, no, he's, uh, Matthew Connie was in his, like, I think it was pre-Dallas Buyers Club, but yeah, I saw the trailer for Dark Tower, and I was like, dude, what? Did you film this, like, right after Dallas Buyers? That or, like, right me. after True Detective? Yeah. That reminds me that it's extremely tenuously, at best, related to Matthew McConaughey. But I tried to watch Magic Mike 2. Couldn't do it? Oh, it's so good. Got to the first, like, dance where he's all alone and he's, like, doing his little yeah. fucking construction, whatever yeah. it is. He's not the best. He's not the part I, of the movie I that's good. I turned it. I was just like, No, you have care. to. I turned it off. You ha- he's but not I the part also, of the movie that doesn't that I matters. I hate singing and dancing and things. I find it, I get so much secondhand embarrassment, except for a musical, because it's supposed to be there. But when there's a character you, so like, you're telling performing, me, you are telling me I can't handle that it. you didn't get to the convenience store scene. Nope. Turn it off. Like hated that. You need you need to get to the convenience store. Scene. I couldn't do it's it. So good. I couldn't do it. And then Michael Strahan. So good. I can't do it. And then like Donald Glover's in it. Just like I'm kind of mad about Donald. So Glover. oh, it's so good. But I would I really would love for you to watch it because I would love to talk to you about it because of how it's made and who it's made for and like. Because it, it, it ex- I just need you to tell me the timestamp to forward to. Okay, I'll do it right now when we're done recording. I will okay. tell you where to go. Because, like, it, it's done, it's made with, like, the female gaze in mind. And but I find that, like, embarrassing. Why? Because I'm like, you want a specific reaction from me, and that makes me uncomfortable. But it's, but it's... I want something that but what is I'm, my own. But what I, but I guess what I think I liked about it is that it was made with the intention that, like... At the end of it all, like, and it's funny that I'm saying this about a movie about strippers, but, like, at the end of it all, like, the idea behind it is that, like, um... Strippers with a heart of gold? No, that, like, <laughs> that, like, sexual enjoyment is for everybody. It's not for Just a me. certain... Okay, fair. That's, that's kind of the, the idea behind, behind it, and that's the, why... I get that about the films. That's yes. what they're... The first one, not as much. Them. The second one, much more so. But I find that uncomfortable. Which is, but which is why, but which is why the scene, the convenience store scene, and the scene that Michael Strahan's in, and then like the end, why that matters because that's there's a point to that. Yeah, um, I just find that uncomfortable. The narrative that someone sucks. wants. Yeah, that's just a strange. But, but don't it is a strange thing. But don't forget that like there are people who will go to a movie. And I get that that's, and that's the why thing. they go. There, but, there are, but there are also people That's that not will, how I feel about art, though. But the, the, Clearly, that's how I feel about NHL players. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> but that's not how I feel about but there, art. But there are people who will go to a movie and never, ever see themselves reflected in what they see on screen. Yes, and, I understand. And that. Magic Mike 2 gives a little bit of that. Back to us. Back. And okay. that's the part of it that I like. Okay. Right? And, 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 and it, I should I'll give it a second. I shouldn't say that they'll never see themselves reflected on screen, but they'll never see themselves reflected on screen in a way that's, like, not used for comic effect. Right? Right. Do you know what I mean? And, and it's I not think, disingenuous in any way. Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, and as much as, like, for like, like with Pitch Perfect, for example, as much as I love Rebel Wilson, right, in Pitch Perfect and how she calls herself Fat Amy so that those skinny bitches don't do it for her. Yeah. She's still 
like comedically is she's the comedic effect and like the second one spoilers i guess whatever um (laughs) no i love how that's your spoilers i guess whatever for everything (laughs) well it's old enough that i don't care anymore but if you haven't seen it sorry but like at the beginning of the second one like she's like whatever flying through the air on the fucking trapeze thing and then like her pants split which is like and everyone's horrified and I'm like, it's because she's the fat girl, right? Yeah, and so, like, yeah. and so Magic Mike 2 kind of takes away some of that. And, like, women are not... The women are not the sexual objects yeah. in the movie, first of all. But they're there to enjoy the sexual objects. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, all women. And that part of it, I think, is really interesting. And I would love for you to see it. Okay. I know. Channing Tatum... I have to get over my second hump. Channing, Channing Tatum, like, dry humping his... T- but like, I also don't like the stripping. Yeah, the it's... The stripping... It makes you uncomfortable. There's less of it in this one. Okay. Like, it, they don't do it. Because it, it's not set in the club, right? And so, like, they're right. they're going to, like, this they're convention roadie, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, whatever. And so they don't have the... It's not the same. Is it weird that I find that more uncomfortable than, like, an actual sex scene in a film? Is kind that strange? Little, that seems a little strange, yeah. But it... Ah, that's strange. Well, we did have it? a, like, lights on, lights off conversation oh, once upon yeah, a time. So maybe that might... Expl- I don't know. Maybe that's part of it. That wasn't on here, was it? No. Okay, good. Let's no, keep it off. We're, we're going to keep that <laughs> off, but we did have a conversation. Um, but no, like, I just, I feel like, yeah, I would like you, I would love for you to watch it because I would, I'd be interested to see, like, what you think of that sort of. Okay. Um, I just might have to be very I, well, when forceful we're done, with the fast forwarding. When we're done time. recording, like, I can, I'll timestamp it for you. Okay. Because, um, like, the scene in the convenience store is just so great. Joe Manganiello is so good. It's funny. And that's the thing is it's funny. Like, yeah. it's light and it's, The other you know. one was quite heavy. Yeah, and this whole this movie's a lot lighter. So. But then there's, like, but then there's a scene later on where, like, Andy McDowell's in with, like, a bunch of other women her age. Isn't Jada Pinkett Smith in it? Yes. Yeah. And, like, Elizabeth Banks is in it. But, like, but so there's, like, kind of three different stories that kind of... We've got, but, like, the Andy McDowell sequence is really I'll good. another shot. Yeah, it's good. You should. You really should. You'll you'll not hate it, I promise. And if you do, well, whatever. Um, so on our schedule, it says, "What is Megan garbage about?" Megan's garbage about a lot of things, but none of them matter. Eat at Arby's. That's literally what it says. Do you want to skip right to questions then? Um, yeah. What? So I'm gonna read a thing. By the time we air this, it might not matter anymore. What? Uh, Brian Lawton, who writes for, I don't know who, and it, oh, he's on NHL Network. He's working on two rumors involving Edmonton Oilers. Dry Sidle. Yeah. Avalanche <gasps> with Matt Duchesne. No, I don't care. And or the Sharks have some interest in him. Yeah, but we wouldn't get. I'm just saying, that. it's a thing that's happening. I'm not. I'm not um, no, I don't have anything. I haven't really. I don't know. I've just been like dicking around doing a lot of stuff at work, so I don't really have anything this week. Maybe next week. We have lots of questions, though. Yes, that's good questions. Um, uh, so, okay. The first question that we got from uh, Matt Dixon is, is Matt Bark a real person or just a caricature that people want to know? And the answer is he is a real person. And we'll just leave it at that. Um, before we go into more questions, though, I want to give a big old shout-out to Matt Burns. 
Um, because he's live tweeted like Hail our last, Matt our last as well live tweeted as he's listened to our last three episodes, and they are just it's delightful. They're so good. I laugh every time. Me too. And it's funny because he'll tweet and he'll like sometimes tweet at both of us plus the podcast, and I, so get, I get all of the alerts on my phone. I'm like, what is happening? Um, but yeah, it's so funny, and he also likes my spoilers. Whatever. <laughs> He does. That's what made me think about it. Too. Um, the so these are some of his comments from our last episode. Um, bah, 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 he says here. Apparently, we have one-liners, and again, I don't think of myself as. No. He answers our questions about restaurants, which is nice. Yes, he does. Um, but also, he's like spoilers, whatever. The amount of time spent on the Chris's is hysterical, and I retweet it with like the amount of time we talk about the Chris's is also hysterical. Yeah. Um, the FMK section is outstanding. It was pretty good last week. Um, says that uh, June Shorts was a solid podcast, and he was. Uh, the one-liner I think that he liked the most was, I am nervous that they're going to fuck it up even more. Yeah. Um, because I don't trust the others to do anything right. The playoffs gave people brain damage. That was a good... Was that Kyle? That was Kyle. Yeah. Good. Um, the number of sighs and oh my gods are amazing. Yeah, there was a lot of good That size. was all me. I had... I just had nothing to say. Um, also, my favorite thing that I said was... I still hate it. <laughs> still fucking hate it. Uh, Chris Russell is the most famous number four in Euler history. You can still get the fuck out, Megan. At one... <laughs> well, would you still like a ride to the airport? Um... I do want a ride to the airport. <laughs> at some point, I want... We're gonna have to have a discussion when Chris Russell is no longer an Euler. Of which... What to do about number four? Of which Euler... Who wore number four is more hated. Really, truly, it'll be Taylor Hall. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna be Taylor Hall, Chris Russell, or Kevin Love. That's interesting. Anyway, um, so let's uh, hit our That's questions. That's like the worst fuck Mary kill of all time. Oh no, it's not. Can you, you gotta end up with one that isn't wrestler. Can you kill two? I think we did. Can you divorce? Can you marry him and then divorce him? Because like. I think we established in mind that double murder is appropriate. Then uh, we are good to go. Uh, there's no there's no hard questions there. Um, speaking of questions. Speaking of questions. Okay, Jess wants to know, how fucking awful are mosquitoes? Real bad. I honestly haven't been outside in a month, so I don't know. <laughs> I went out to Elk Island to take pictures on the weekend, and the mosquitoes from, like, 10 o'clock until about 11.30 were just awful. They were, like, the size of, like, birds. Like, they were just awful. And bites on my feet, and, like... That's terrible. They are terrible. Um, but mosquitoes, generally, the worst. Uh, Jess also wants to know thoughts on mushrooms. Uh, they mushrooms. belong in the ground and not in your mouth. I love mushrooms. They're terrible. They're the best. They're fungus, and but whoever decided like- you could eat them was wrong. Just what I don't like about mushrooms is that when you go vegetarian, people put mushrooms as a replacement for meat. Like you'll get like the portobello mm-hmm, mushroom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, just stop doing. Also, that. mushrooms should not be as big as a hamburger. That's gross. <laughs> like it's an abomination yeah, of nature. <laughs> it is. They're disgusting, and they should be treated as such. Unless they're canned mushrooms, then I can eat them no problem. But I don't oh, like canned mushrooms fried with a little butter it's and good. dill. Because for me, it's Ugh. not the taste. It's the texture of mushroom. Yeah. It's like fresh mushrooms. I can't. I don't know what See, it is. See, that's why I hate water chestnuts. Oh. Is the water oh. chestnuts texture? Like, is like eating foil. No, it's not the texture. I'm thinking of the sound of chewing it. And, and that's, that's, to me, it's that's It's like worse. a textual yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah, But like, I don't mind the texture, but the sound of it, I can't do it. No. Do you know what it sounds like to me? It's like hard packed snow sliding oh, across yes. hard packed Oh, <laughs> Don't do it. Oh, we're going to talk about, like, these weird things someday. Okay. Um, Dennis wants to know, why does Megan hate the Oilers, and why do you let her? And I would like to say to Dennis that I don't hate the Oilers. Also. 
And you know better, Dennis. Do I have any fucking ownership over you as a person? Who Not even a little let bit. You, do? you will crush me. You <laughs> can pinch me into a little ball and throw me out the window. You're um, a giant person. I don't hate the Oilers. I'm just on the fence. <laughs> About a lot of things that they do. Um, you get to take one person out of the Hockey Hall of Fame and replace them with another. Who's out and who's in? Uh, that was from Librarian Mike. And his answer of who is out is Glenn Anderson, I think. Or maybe he's yeah. in. I don't know. I think that was out. Yeah. Because um, Glenn Anderson is in. Because that came up on Puck Soup. Oh, right. It did. I thought, yeah, and he like got in because he played on teams with yeah, yeah. Basket. Um, I thought a lot about this, and then I kind of forgot about it. I didn't think about a single goddamn second. Sorry, Mike. I honestly <laughs> don't... I don't um, know who's in. I don't know who's out. Like, these are questions that but are But I would like to Kyle. say, um, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. We should have had these um, last week. Um, but I'm going to look something up really quick here. Well, I cannot type. I, spelled, I, I typed five words into my phone, and I spelled four of them wrong. Thank you to Google for Good um, job. Good job for coming out, out, Megan. Um, I'm trying. Okay, so I think... That's someone that would need to maybe go into the Hockey Hall, the, the Hockey Hall of Fame, rather than, um, yeah. So, I think we gotta have a woman to replace a man. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Because, from what I understand, I think there's only four women in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Is Haley in there? No, not yet. Which so it should be her. Um, because there's Cameron Granado, be. Angela James, Jelly Heaney, and uh, Angela Rogero. And, and Danielle, uh, she's the nominee for this year. Danielle Goyette, yeah. yeah. I would say Haley. How? Because how is it not Haley? Because she hasn't retired yet. That's why. It's oh, generally right. it's, it's like the time yeah, yeah. It's it's. Um, I'm super glad that Claire Drake got not is is going to be inducted though. Yeah, both cool. time. Um, it's been a long time coming, I guess. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. The Hall of Fame is so weird. And I was listening both. I think to well, to Puck Soup for sure. And I was listening to something else. Um, this weekend they were talking about Hall of Fame inductions and like how it's just kind of pointless. And then pretty soon everyone's going to be in the Hall of Fame. So who even cares? Because yeah. it kind of feels that way. It's kind of that idea from Incredibles, right? If everyone's super, then no one is super. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. And so, like, does that mean that everyone who's, like, on the 100 best players of all time list is going to make it into Hall of Fame? No. They probably will. Um, speaking of, like, players and whatever, But then my, that's all white men. Yeah. By other sem- than Grand Fear. My semi-encyclopedic knowledge of hockey came in very handy the other day at Trivia. Oh. Because we had a multiple choice question and there was a bunch of hockey players names uh-huh. um, and I figured out what the question was going to be before they even asked it because it was just a bunch of goalies and then Stan Mikita um, and the question of course was which of these goalies like entered the Hall of Fame or did not enter the Hall of Fame as a goalie and I was like Stan Mikita you know why I knew that because of Stan Mikita's donuts in oh, Wayne's in World because yeah. I knew for sure that Stan Mikita was on top of the building holding <laughs> like Sorry. skating out yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway um questions what else do we have oh uh, what is the best oh this is good the best non like batman or non dark knight movie that heath ledger was in That's oh really god broke back for sure so good beautiful god that movie's great utterly utterly beautiful angly movies are just something they're visually else, but so very compelling. emotional yeah very emotional film. but part of what he does is he creates emotion through the visual yeah too like you feel it like you through feel the sweeping vistas and the escape of it oh so good yeah um, I really like him in Brokeback. Jake Gyllenhaal's great in that. I also really, really... Anne Hathaway is phenomenal in that. She is. Um, I also really like 10 Things I Hate About You. Like, I as much you. as it's like a teen, I love it. I don't have any feelings on it. I love it. 
like when she reads that sonnet there at the, in like the, near the end and her voice breaks like every time I read it even if I see like the text of it I can hear her doing it and that doesn't happen to me very often but isn't that more her rather than him no but like this, <laughs> but that whole but he plays that character just so well yeah um he was so good he was so so such so, a so shame. Such a shame. Um, what? Oh, another one from Librarian Mike. Is what it hockey related? No, what are the three best movies about teachers? I really don't like movies about teachers. Dead Poets Society is one of my favorites. I love that movie so it's much. It's a very good film. But um, I don't like to watch movies about teachers. I loved Bad Teacher because I feel all of those things all of the time. I couldn't handle watching it because nothing I hate more than a bad teacher. Oh no, but like Like it's too I can't. The part shut about that the myself. part about that movie that I loved is when she was marking their like papers or whatever and writing things like, Are you fucking kidding me on them? Not because I would ever do that, but because in my head That's what you're thinking. I, I see that when I mark stuff. Um I also I don't know. I also really liked um I haven't seen it in a really long time, but I do remember liking Dangerous Minds. Hmm. Um and I also like Freedom Writers. The Freedom Writers Club, whatever it was called. With yeah, them. Freedom Writers, I think. Um, I like that. But yeah, teaching movies are hard because like sometimes I just watch them and I'm like, that's not how we would do it. No, and it's so... Weird and contrived and like... And tropey. Yeah. And I think you're right. Dead Poet Society is wonderful. Because it's, is... it's a teacher movie, but it's not. Cause it's he's not there. really about him. Yeah. It's about the kids. But what's... I remember Mr. Holland's opus is being oh, good. Oh yeah, because it's more about him as. Oh person. my, that soundtrack on that in that movie, like that that musical piece, yeah, is amazing. It's like it's so yeah. so good. Yeah, that's a good one too. Um, I saw that when I was like eight, and I remember it blew my mind. Um. Uh, what else do we have here? Um, from. So that was Librarian Mike. So from Matt Burns, he want this is like, okay, here's a hockey question. Okay. That you could probably maybe answer. Um, if Shane Doan wasn't Canadian, would we have to hear all this BS about how he's a great leader? No. I don't, I think you're right. Because I think that there's that, like, I don't know, small town work ethic. There's something whatever about it. And, and then the, the second part of his question then is, is if Alex Ovechkin was Canadian, would he be so maligned? And I think the answer there is also no. He hasn't won anything, but I think that, and, and, and I know, like, on Puck Soup, they talked about this a lot. I think that, like, the Canadian bit of that narrative yeah. gives a lot of leeway in a lot of cases. I kind of agree. I wonder if, like, okay, so who who do we expect is going to be the Canadian Ovi? Is it going to be Connor? Do you think, and this was a good thing they brought up. Um, if you want to straight dry side all the way, you betcha. Yeah, this is what they kind of brought up on Puck Soup, is how does that impact how we evaluate someone's legacy? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, if Conor McDavid, as good as he is, never wins a Stanley Cup in his whole career, because he plays on a team that's poorly managed, Yeah. does that keep him in the conversation about one of the greatest to ever play the game? Or... It, does him is being, he in the conversation right now? Yes. He's played for a season doesn't and a matter. half. Everybody's he's, fucking he's, he's that good that, that he's in the conversation. Ugh. But if he never... So is that success as you know, or that, that moniker as like one of the greatest predicated on winning the team trophy? I think in other sports, it's less connected to that. Like Reggie Miller. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the classic case. 
But I think in hockey, it really does matter. Because we have all these stories during the Stanley Cup Finals of, you know, like Ray Bork finally lifting the cup with Colorado, right? And how emotional that was for everyone. Right? Yeah. Right? Do you know why I cried? Because I don't like watching men cry. It makes me cry. Oh, yeah, I know. Boy tears are the worst. It's it's cutting. Um, Yeah. But but I think that narrative is really powerful. Mm Mm-hmm. And so if Connor never, so if Connor never wins the Stanley Cup, then does that pull him out of that conversation? I think so. Should it though? Because mm. it doesn't affect how people talk about Reggie Miller that he never won. It's like a footnote that he never won. Do you know what I mean? Brett Favre, arguably one of the best quarterbacks to ever play um, football, only did, won, uh, only won one Super Bowl. Did Brett Hall ever win? Yes. Okay. No. I mean, he did. But technically, his foot was in the crease. Okay, let's so come no. down. Let's come down. Okay, so I didn't know that. Um, yeah, he did. Well, who are people that haven't? I can't think of any. Um, Ovechkin. Yeah, but his career isn't over. It's yet. not over, but I mean, he's who are retired. People. Thirty years old, right? Like, never won the cup. Did Timo? Yeah. Yeah. Paul Korea. Paul Korea. Did Theo Fleury? Yeah. In Calgary. Calgary. Nineteen ninety. Yeah, right. Sure did. Um. But it's just an int- it's an that's an interesting narrative because like that team then that's funny because you talk about Connor Sid whoever being like one of the best yeah. individual players in the game, but that individual legacy is predicated on team success. I think maybe the person who will be that before Connor is maybe Tavares. If he never, yeah, probably or if Stamkos. Let's or do Stamkos. Stamkos. Yeah. Stamkos might be up there. Yeah. It's an interesting question. Hockey is really a weird an sport. It really is. In that way. Because there's so many weird, like, different- individual narratives and team narratives, and then there's, like, this weird combination of them, but, like... Yeah, and all of those things are complexly tied into success, mm-hmm. because individual success doesn't correlate to team success. Yeah. It's all the time. Not all the time, no. And, and team success doesn't necessarily mean individual success, either. Mm-mm. Um Okay, um, Matt Burns also wants to know... Oh, I just lost it here. Um... Is Wonder Woman the best superhero movie of them all? No, it is not. No. The Dark Knight is still the best. Yeah. Um, that movie is just masterfully crafted. Mm-hmm. It has some issues. It has some issues, but, but on the whole... Better. It's Actually. a better movie. Sure. Um, and part of it, too, is because the character was already established. Yeah. So maybe another Wonder Woman movie... But I, yeah. giving you know, so you have more character background. You have because you don't have to do all that. that but the setup. tone is very different for them. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, no, it. But is it up there? I think it's up there. <laughs> it's up there by the grace of how shitty other superhero movies are at times. That's okay, right? Yeah. But I mean, if you look, but even if you look at like some of the Marvel movies that like they built this universe, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say that of like the the single character. Um, Marvel movies, in my own opinion, I would say that uh, Wonder Woman is better than um, the first Captain America. Yes, which is so boring. Uh, I like Cap 2 and 3 a lot. Like, I like Winter Cap Soldier, 3 a lot. Winter Soldier, I think, is better than Wonder Woman. Um, no, I disagree. And Civil War is definitely better. Civil War Ex- is- do you know, the only part of Civil War that's not better than Wonder Woman is the actual like superhero fight. Because that is dumb. The fact that they called it Civil War, is, that part made me made me mad. But... Right. I think Cap 3 is better. Um, well, especially because, like, do you not understand what Civil War means? No. Nobody dies. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Everything's kind of fine at the end. Yeah. Um, Whatever. But, like, of all of those, 
And so that's a this is this is interesting because like Marvel definitely has a much better cinematic universe. They have a much yeah. better cohesive unit. But like I would say that two of maybe like the two of the top five superhero movies that have been made in the last twenty years are DC movies. Two for sure. In Wonder Woman in the Dark Knight. Yeah, but and it's still I would, only 40% no, of 60. No, and I, and I would put Batman Begins in that top five, too. I fucking love that movie. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but, I, yeah, I, th- I think Wonder Woman's better than the large majority of them. Yeah. And some I of them have been pretty good. But, it's but I think it's better. It's, it's not, not the best, best though. No. Yeah. The, the Dark Knight has set a very high bar that I'm not sure will be surpassed yeah. anytime soon. Um, Matt has another question. Best three summer reading books. Like our recommendations yeah. for things for people to read over the summer. Yeah, one of my favorite books that I read and I read it every year is called *The Last Summer of You and Me* by mm-hmm. Anne Bruchers, and she wrote *The Sister to the Traveling Pants*. Right. But it's like an adult book that she wrote. It's so good, mm. and I cry like a baby every time I read it. Oh wow! It's phenomenal. It's about this girl. I'll let you think while you're. I'm really struggling. To yeah, think. it's a, it's about this girl um and her older sister and their neighbor Paul and they live like out on Cape Cod or whatever and. Um, or they summer out at Cape Cod and like, it's just the dealings with them being adults now instead of children and like how their relationships have changed and whatever. And it's so, 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 so good. Hmm. I love it. Um, what else? Did he ask for three? Yeah. There's a lot of books. I like like actual like beach, like books that are set. I really have like a soft spot for books that are set in like Nantucket and Cape Cod. I know you do. You love that. And a part of it is because, like, I can really... Vi- like, and we've talked about this, how I, like, feel like I inhabit it, but I also visualize, like, the community and, yeah. like, the houses and the boardwalk, like, all of those kind of things, and I'm like, yeah, I See, and I there. prefer a book that takes me somewhere else. So, like, things... So, maybe for me, I would say things that I'm planning to reread over the summer. Okay. Because I've already started, is Girl with a Dragon Tattoo series. Oh, I hate this book so I much. love it so much. Um, I'm definitely going to reread Jane Eyre, because it's just something that I do. And it's 20th anniversary of Harry Potter. Have you... Fucking reread Harry Potter. Oh, what do I Was it time? Tom who asked? Matt. Who asked? Matt. Matt. Please tell me. Have you ever read The Wide Sargasso Sea, speaking of Jane Eyre? It's a story about... No. Yeah, it's a story... But yes, it's, it's them. It's Rochester, right? Yeah. Like, but, like, what's her fate? Bertha? Like, broken out of the attic. Yeah, because that's, uh... So good. What's her nuts had that on her door last year? Yeah, upstairs. Yeah, what's her nuts? Tasha? Nope. No, Colette. British. Anne. Anne. There you go. <laughs> um. Yeah. So it's really good. It's one of the the books that's on our school's list for twenty. So I might teach that next year. We'll see. Okay. We'll see what my, we'll see but what do you my... need kids to have read Jane Eyre first time? Get it? No. Really? No. Maybe you should just get them watch the Fassbender version of that film. Yes. Oh, my God. read It's very good. I've heard about that. I'll add it to my list. It's a very good book. And it's oh. not very long. It's only about maybe 200 pages. Mike, like it's a short book. I'm going to reserve that at the library right now. Um, <laughs> I went to the bookstore the other day, and I bought a book. I don't remember what I bought, though, because I didn't start reading it. I, like, watched an old episode of The Bachelorette instead, because I, like, didn't have the brain power to read. I'll read tonight when I get home. Um, Matt Burns has one more question. S A R G A S S O. That's what I thought. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Nailed it. Is it Jean Reese? Yeah. It's really, really good. Um, and our last question. All copies in use. Sorry. 
because Tyler is... Oh, Larissa sent two questions that I have. Oh, did she? Okay, well, yes. let's do those first, because I want okay. to swallow them. Uh, firstly, if you won the lottery, the first thing you'd buy is... First thing you'd buy. Not what you'd do with the money, but the first thing you'd buy. Uh, a house for my parents. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, because they need a bungalow. Yeah. So my mom can get around easier. Get around. Yeah, I'd buy a house for my parents. That's really nice. And then I would buy their house from them. And oh, okay. And knock out the kitchen and whatever and... Do what you want. Do it and move in. Would mom be happy about She'd be that? so mad. Yeah. So angry. Figured. But I um, love that house. I love that backyard. I would buy Chris his own Prius. That's yeah? I would do. So that he doesn't have to take yours the next time he... Well, this is a, <laughs> this is a problem because he's going to be real ticked off even hearing this is both of us co-own each car okay so it's problematic to apply you know singular ownership pronouns over them mm-hmm. when they belong to both of mm-hmm. us. i'm just more often driving the prius right so once in a while i'll slip up put it in my car right and i'll go it's not your car our car. Oh my god. Yeah. But he took it with him, didn't he, he the did. horse? Which makes sense yeah. for that kind of drive. Absolutely. Yes. So I would purchase for us another Prius. I'll just buy one and put it in his name and then sign yourself. Yeah, but it'd probably be a better one and I don't know how I feel about that. Um, <laughs> there's a second we have. What if you bought just two new Priuses and sold the cars that you already have? I kind of like our little city whip though. I do? Yeah, it's real fun. Uh, you have to pick one food to eat for the rest of your life. What is it? Okay, so is that the only thing you can eat? Like, yes. that's, that is it. That's it. Pick one food to eat for the rest of your life. That's really hard. Um, I know what it is. What do you? What would you pick? Lasagna. Just get, like, different... I'm thinking of, like, stuff that's, like, different. It's not just, like, eating apples for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Like, it... Yeah, I don't know. Lasagna's real fucking good. It is really good. Um, I would say, like, pizza. Mm, I need something to be more exciting than pizza. But this is the thing, like, is it just always the same? Or if I, but like... But lasagna is more complex than pizza is. I suppose, but what I'm saying is, like, could you, if you could only eat lasagna, could you, like, put different stuff in it? Like, do you know what I mean? No. Or does it have to be, like, a traditional... Oh, God, that sounds awful. Like, you're stranded on an island for Fruits of Magic Island, and it just gives you one type of food every day. That's what you gotta do. Ugh. It's a magic dessert island. All you could eat? Oh, that sounds awful. <laughs> one of the ladies I work with apparently eats the same thing for lunch and has worked at our school for, like, 14 years and eats the same thing for lunch every day. <sighs> Like yogurt and nuts and granola and some other fruit and like a square of dark chocolate. That's what I call rabbit food. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to answer that question. I want to say like a club sandwich because then you get a whole bunch of different things. That's true. That's kind of, and that comes as a thing, right? Like I'm. If I was eating meat again, it would be get ready for this meal chicken Kiev Oof. over a bed of jasmine rice. Oh. Side of vegetables. That sounds pretty good. What mm. kind of vegetables are in that side of vegetables, though? Could be broccoli, could be asparagus, could be carrots. I'm not crazy about beans, but fuck it, I'll eat them. Beans are gross. They belong mm. with mushrooms. In the garbage. Have you seen that thing on on Facebook or whatever, like, or wherever, ever on the internet? It's like, what to do with how to cook with mushrooms or whatever, and it just, like, throws them in the garbage? Yeah. That's how I feel like I like that with cilantro, too. I've seen the same one. Yeah. Cilantro's disgusting. Uh, no, it's not. Yep. Maybe you have the gene that makes it I taste do have like the gene. 
Um, I'm a rare snowflake, Megan. Anyway, Last a lot of long pauses on this. Last have question. To pull out. Last, Last question. So I'm so sorry about this. We're, We're just so tired. Eight hundred percent done. Yeah. And it's like six thirty, and I gotta drive to the airport. For, we can go whenever. I can sit in the airport for however long you want to no, go. No, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying, like, we're not even done our day yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> even though I wanted to be done my day. So long ago. Um, last question is from Tyler, and his question is for me. Um, fuck, Mary kill. Aaron Judge, Taylor Hall, and Oscar Clefbaum. And I'm going to do the thing that you did. I'm going to kill Oscar Clefbaum. Okay. Um, I'm so sorry, Oscar. Yeah, and I'm going to uh, marry Aaron Judge. You saw that picture I sent you that had just the eyes of Aaron Judge and just the eyes of Taylor Hall. I sure did. They're real similar. And I ignored you. <laughs> I know, because you didn't want to be faced with the truth of that. Um, no, I know, but I, again, I feel, again, that, that Malcolm's description of Taylor Hall as the human golden retriever is very apt in this, and yeah. that, like, I feel like after a time... You get tired of it. I think so. Just but, like, Aaron Judge wrong. just seems very, like, calm and level and... Just likes to play baseball. Just likes to play baseball. I Meaning he like lives in a hotel in Times Square so that he can like be a little bit anonymous. Hmm. Because that's where all the tourists are. Which actually makes a lot of sense when you really think about it. Um, for someone who's living in New York. But that sounds like a party boy. No, he's not, no, he just he just lives in this hotel just off Times Square because it's whatever. He wasn't he wasn't sure if he was gonna be up for the whole season and so he didn't want to look for a place and whatever. Um, but when they're on homestands he sometimes goes out and stays with Brett Gardner. Hmm. Uh, he, he you kind of know like, his whole routine it there, Sports Illustrated. I don't know. It was in the, I feel like I sent you the article. I, it was in the Sports Illustrated. The one that was, you researched and wrote yourself and submitted. Man, I, wish I, could get, I wish I could get paid to write for Sports Illustrated. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just, yeah, he lives in this hotel in Times Square. And his reason is ultimately because, like, he didn't know if he was going to be out for the whole season. And then, but it gives him some anonymity. Because, like, he's six foot eight. Like, he's a, you know what I mean? And people who know, like, they would know. And so Times Square is away from the Bronx. Like, it's away from Yankee Stadium. And that's, like, I understand all those things. But then when they're on homestands, like, long ones, he'll go and stay out with Brett Gardner sometimes. Out in his, like, farmhouse. (laughs) Upstate. (laughs) Just to, like, you know, just, like, be away from that or whatever. But, yeah, I think that's what I would do. So it wasn't nearly as difficult as you thought it was going to be. You needed to pick... You need a harder third choice. Oh, no, he Oscar. he changed it. I think he pulled Oscar and put Aaron Rodgers in, and that makes it harder. Um, He did do that. I remember that being true. Yes, he's like, yeah, I should have put Aaron oh, yeah, Rodgers shit. instead of Clefon. Fuck. Okay. Um, so there, and then he was like, there's an RIP Aaron in there somewhere. And there is, and that's going to be Aaron Judge. Yeah. And I would marry Aaron Rodgers. He's a smart dude. Taylor Hall. Just One and done. It's a roller coaster, man. That's okay. Just one and done. Just ride and die. <laughs> oh, I think it's a really good time to end. Okay. We talked for two hours. I <laughs> like, have no, we talked about nothing. We're literally over two hours. I am so sorry, everyone. Um, Is that what we're going to call this one? Ride and Die? No, the one with nothing. Okay, sure. Okay, <laughs> deal. Um, So thank you for listening to this... <laughs> Fucking piece of trash. I'm really sorry. We're on Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Uh, we have a website, uh, garbagefirepod.wordpress.com. That I was five days late on the blog yeah, post no, this week. It's fine. And you can follow me at garbagefirekels. You can follow me on Twitter at mig14. We of course are at garbagefirepod. And like, send us questions and things you think we might be interested in. We'll respond to you. Yeah, send the email. Go to the website. Do what you want. 
Yeah, what's Even our, if it's what's, what's our email address? Garbagefirepodcast.gmail.com <laughs> Oh, we're done school for the year. I'm so sorry. This was so bad. Thank you very much, listeners of the universe. We'll see you in the dumpster. <laughs>